The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Enjoying that too much. I do apologise. So smooth. What are you doing? I'm just grooving smoothly. Why are you pushing your, your chest out and wi- wagging like your I'm, head? Because I feel like I'm. On, I feel like I'm on board something big and expensive. <laughs> I know that feeling. Oh God, please, not at this. 
early set. I've, I've, well, Katie Puckrick is here. Hello. You, if you were listening last week, we tried uh, we trialled a new <laughs> feature where the guest who is coming in, comes in a week before they're coming in. <laughs> yeah. to, it's like pre-drinking. Exactly. We called it Peep at Puckrick. Yeah, we've, we've dropped that feature. It didn't. It, <laughs> the, it, the teasing of the guest a week ahead, it didn't work. It was, it was, it was ahead of its time. But Katie, uh, I'm Ian Lee. This is, um, I'm so sorry, I've forgotten your name. Your boss. Oh. Catherine Boyle. <laughs> That's the one. All right. Um, I just want to say to, yes. to everyone here, the assembled masses, right. I think the show has been a little bit too below the belt recently, a little bit too scatological, a little bit lavatorial, a little bit sexual innuendo, sometimes not even innuendo, explicit sexual imagery. So you're involving back bottom and front bottom in this below-the-belt scenario. Yes, if we if we just establish... And taint. I think the first God. time I came on the show, we talked about taint. <laughs> this is... Exactly. And those are the kind of areas I would like to avoid, if that's possible, please. I, we think, can just... I think those are the areas that are quite... Outrageous. Quite this is... integral to enjoyment. Oh, three, four, four. <laughs> Have you seen um, uh, Booksmart? No, I want to see it. Oh, I saw it the other day. Man, have you, uh, um, have you gone to see it yet? No, I haven't gone to see it okay, yet. Okay, you should go was, and see it. I, I went to see Katie's uh, Yacht Rock doc instead. Okay, yachtrock.com. Uh, uh, this book smart is funny. Oh, it's funny. And just to talk of the, those downstairs yes. areas, there's a very fun, funny scene okay. where, where those areas are involved. It's in. young ladies exploring these nooks and crannies uh, there's a bit verbally. Of that that, that Ver hole that you think you've got, it's not what you think it is. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> there's a spoiler for you there. It's a very, very funny I film. have more than one hole, so I can't. I better go see that film and I identify... It will clear a few things up yeah, for you. Yeah, it's it will... anatomically. Uh, Katie Puckrick is here. Now, last week, you weren't allowed to tell us what you were coming in for. I just don't, I didn't want to blow my wad. Well, okay. Um, uh, but now you can tell us? Yes. So here's what, <laughs> here's what's going on. And, and the opening song, What a Fool Believes by Doobie Brothers, circa 1976, is a clue because starting tomorrow night on BBC4 at 9pm is the first episode of my Yacht Rock two-parter. Yes! yes! Now, for those who don't know, yes. and I know this is a tough question, uh, but if you can do it like quickly, yes. what is Yacht Rock? Yacht Rock is a fun and affectionate and cheeky little term that sums up that blue-eyed soul that came from the west coast of America between 1976 and 1986, approximately, played by studio musicians uh, and key players along the lines of Doobie Brothers, Michael McDonald, yeah. Steely Dan, Hall and & Oates. Um, and the reason why all this music is kind of grouped together, even though they none of these artists set out to make something called Yacht Rock. It was just something that was named after the fact, much like Northern Soul, yeah. in fact. Um, but it really is music that summed up what was going on in America at the time, which was just uh, aspirational, escapist. There were a lot of problems going on in culture, society, you know, like nowadays. Yeah. And people just want to get in their muscle cars and crank out that feel-good music that makes you feel like you are mm. escaping on a yacht. So you have musicians like Christopher Cross, Toto, 
um, especially when you get into the 80s, you have a lot of uh, black artists like George Benson, Pointer Sisters, Jones Girls, Jeffrey Osborne, Radio, Commodores, Lionel Richie. But all of this music shares this. It's very plush and lush. It's um, it's kind of perfect. It's very perfect. perfect. Yeah, it's a, a high-level studio musicianship. And extremely uncool. It's not, it's not cool at all. Uh, and that's kind of the charm, is kind of considered music that your parents listened to when they were organizing their key parties. Um, but it was actually the stuff that was sailing out of the FM airwaves in the late 70s. Well, the, the housewives had the money, didn't they? So they were aiming it. Your mum. Yes. <laughs> yes. Bl- blame, blame the moms. Blame those horny mothers. <laughs> and, and in fact, uh, a lot of the charm of Yacht Rock is sensitive guys bearing their soul. What a fool believes. You know, you hear Michael McDonald there singing about, uh, you know, can he get it back together with this lady? The lady doesn't even know he exists. So these are guys who are, are you know, being sensitive for the first time in their life. And that's an interesting aspect of, of, of this sound as well. Not a lot of women doing it. They're, women are, are the muses. They're being sung about. But if you were uh, Linda Ronstadt, Joni Mitchell, or Bonnie Raitt at that time, I think you had bigger fish to fry. I mean, Yacht Rock is kind of a, a male uh, weekend, weekend in a fantasy. Weekend in a hammock fantasy. By the way, you can call in and speak to Katie, 0344 1000 about this. If you just want to call in for, you know, as, for a chat and the usual nonsense, you're very, very welcome to. Were there any women Yacht rock yeah, the, groups. Yeah, the, well, not so much yacht rock groups. Um, what you find is, aside from the major players like your Totos and your Steely Dans and your DB Brothers, yacht rock was more of a, a, a itinerant uh, category where people might have, in the course of an album, they might have one or two yacht rock songs. So women, that's typically, if, if you do hear, um, like Carly Simon, yeah. um, there's actually a couple of Fleetwood Mac songs that, that dip into the yacht uh, category. They have to be very smooth. You know, it's if it goes into story songs, like the Pina Colada song by Rupert Holmes, people go, well, that, that's got to be yacht rock. Well, technically, I guess it could. It's more marina rock. But, <laughs> I love but, it. Marina. But they, but they, you know, it's too kind of hokey with a punchline. So it has to. Yeah, yeah. And, and another important aspect, for me anyway, is that to counterpoint this perfection of the the music and the sound and the production, it's really integral to have that wistfulness, the melancholy, the the ache of longing, mm-hmm. and that's in a lot of the music. Yeah. And I think that is a that is the bitterness to the sweetness, and that makes it palatable and timeless. It's very much adult music. It's not greasy kid stuff. Have you seen? Sorry, I'm just thinking of Michael McDonald. Remember the SCTV sketch I showed you? There's a brilliant SCTV sketch. It's Rick Moranis, yeah, as Michael McDonald, and it's, it's him as, as it's, I think he's called the best backing singer in the world. And it's him driving down the freeway, and he gets runs into the studio, puts the headphones on just in time to sing his backing. I've seen vocal. it. Oh, you just great, you just reminded it? me. Yeah, it's, it's great. great. And then back into the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just go yeah. He's done. We've got Daniel on the line. Uh, we're going to. These yeah. shows are on. They start tomorrow, I think. We're gonna... Yeah, so there's two episodes. So, episode one, all about the 70s, happens tomorrow night at nine. And then the next week, Friday the 21st, nine o'clock again, okay. we're gonna, all about the 80s. We're going to plug these. These are, these are well worth watching. I've seen literally 30 minutes of the first one because Katie decided <laughs> to send it to us today <laughs> instead of last week. But it was good. I enjoyed it. I okay. thoroughly enjoyed it. I've got that to watch. Daniel's called in, though. Good evening, Daniel. Hello. 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 Yep. Hello. Hello. Hello there. 
Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can. That's why we're saying hello when you say hello, or shortly thereafter. Sorry. Uh, uh, how can we help you? Okay, they've gone. They well done. That, that, they just wanted to see that it worked. We haven't had a kid phone in for a long time. There I was d- a lot of giggling there. There was giggling. I hope. Uh, yeah, I hope. I hope they, this wasn't their one call. You know, they're locked under the stairs somewhere. <laughs> and, and this was the one call. There's a shooter. There's a shooter. Hey, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Let's take a quick break. Then we're gonna we're gonna come back and talk some more about this. If you want to give, if you want to talk to Katie about yacht rock or anything, 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 you can. And if you just want to phone in and do your usual nonsense, you'd be very, very well to welcome. <laughs> if you saw the fast eating program that was on the Super Eaters that was on just before this, we watched a bit of it. Uh, it was it was filthy. It was insane. I think I could do some of it. There was a guy that was going to have a, a fried breakfast, a roast dinner, and 15 big sandwiches all, all under 30 minutes. Incredible. I think, yeah, it, it, amazing it made scenes. me feel sick just watching it. No, it made me feel hungry. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Yes, it is. Jacked up jive talk for janitors, jazz cats, and gin-soaked boys and girls. Is that <laughs> If you're a wee- you're a welcome. I've got five cactus needles stuck in my... The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344 499 is the telephone number. You can give us a call, dear listener. Um, that would be very nice. Catherine Boyle is here. Word. What, uh, Katie Puckrick is here, who is yes. on the word. That's clever. Um, but one thing I've got... You tweeted... Yeah. Join join us tonight when we are joined by my friends. Yeah. These are your words. My friend Katie Puckley. Yeah, yeah. She's One, she's put in the the hours, the friendship have, hours. We just went to the loo and we were still talking throughout the process. I will go to the loo with Katie. Well, until I will you've take done a, that. I will take a dump next to Katie if that's what it takes. But we, she, I don't, I don't. With respect, I don't need to put in the hours because. Um, we've both been on television, so instantly. Oh, I see. We we're showbiz friends. Well, but 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 I would say I would say more. I would say more than showbiz friends. But and I don't mean that way. We're not going to get married or anything. Um, although it could raise both our profiles. <laughs> <laughs> could be could be great for our careers. Very strategic. I, lo- <laughs> I like your style. But I I thought I found I personally, and I'm saying this, choose discomfort over resentment. I personally found that tweet. Um, in personally upsetting and <gasps> insulting. Oh, God, you're really inserting yourself into a narrative that has nothing to do with you. <laughs> exactly, but it should do. And I'm glad you agree with me, Katie. I'm glad you agree with me, you see? Well, you're my best friend. So, so... So, be happy with that. I don't know if I am, actually. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is that Catherine <laughs> is obliged to always include you in... I have to share with my friends. You have to share relationships. She didn't say that we weren't friends, you and I. She was just saying her friend. And it was her tweet from her personal account. Yeah. Uh, it, atting me and... the well, I the mentioned radio you, so yeah, you're welcome. Can I ask you a question, Katie? Yes. Who do you like best? Uh, I'm Is asking Katie a question. Ask? No, I'm not, I'm not going to ask that, actually, because I wouldn't put her on the spot like that, because would, she's talent. It wouldn't I'm, be a spot. Look at me, Catherine, while I ask Katie a question. Katie, are you my friend? I'm confused by the body language because you're not looking at me. No, no, because I want to get one over on her. <laughs> All right, I'll look at you if it's so important. <laughs> Kate, I'm really thrown by this pantomime. Katie, are you my friend? Are we friends? Are we friends? Yeah. Okay. We have to do, do you feel we better have to, now? I would like you to delete that tweet. 
Well, he's done his job now. I can, I can easily do that. Okay, well, that's. I think that's helpful. Um, so, when did you? Did, how long ago did you make this? Is it was this a while ago? Yeah, it was. It was uh, last August. Oh wow! Yeah. So it's been sat there for a long time. <laughs> well, it, it's been being honed and crafted, and it finally was finished in December. Yeah. And then, of course, we had to wait for yacht season to come upon us again. But uh, yeah, I had a, a lovely week and uh, in on the beach, Pacific Ocean, and yeah, in yeah. Santa Monica and. Marina del Rey in Venice Beach in California. And um, actually, that was kind of interesting because you look at the dock and you think, well, she's living the life. Look at her rollerblading. She's swanning around on a yacht and uh, getting sunburned while there's freaky people tripping around, tweaking out behind her. And that's all what's going on. But the other thing is, it was the first time I had been back to L.A. where I lived in another life, when I was married, it was the first time I'd seen my husband, ex-husband, in three years. So I had wow. this, like, extra, you know, like, by day, fun and happy, you know, talking about yacht. And by night, meeting up with somebody that I used to have a lot in common with. Wow. And it wasn't unpleasant, but, you know, it was it, it was a shifted paradigm, for sure. And also, as well, I, I've done, a week is quite a long time to be out for a shoot like that. I've done those kind of shoots where you, 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 you're just busy all the time. You, yeah. You film it's, the it's links on one. Days. Yeah, you film yeah. the links on one and you, you do yeah. alternates and maybe we could tweet. Then, you, then you're driving and then, for an hour to the yeah, next place. Huge, and long traveling, yeah. It looks glamorous. Yeah, it's very, it is very glamorous and um, one of, there's some lovely interiors shot in uh, one of my super A-lister showbiz friends home and I'm obliged to, I'm, I'm under oath not to say who it is but when you look at it, when you see me lounging on that bright yellow chaise long, you can think to yourself, which A-lister? Oh. Two A-listers. A couple. Oh. Yeah. I Is know it... because I'm Katie Pockrick's friend. Oh, I know. I know. I know as well. <laughs> I know as well. Do you? Uh, I could guess. <laughs> Goldie Horn and Kurt Russell. Yeah, bingo. Is it? No. Oh, okay. My, um... My uh, ex-wife is half Greek, and they've got like a holiday home in Zakynthos, and their friends, her best friend, has got a holiday home on another Greek island. I can't think which one it is. And um, I went over there once, and they were talking about how there was this lovely American, the, 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 the parents, this lovely American couple had come for dinner, and they were talking about them, and they said, yeah, so the, it was... Um, do you remember when Kurt and Goldie came over? And I went, whoa, 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 whoa. This isn't Kurt Russell and Goldie Horn, is it? I said, yeah, that's it. The actors. Do you know them? I said, yeah, of course I bloody know them. <laughs> Two of the biggest stars in the world. They got a home on this island and they were going over to this it's, house for just like lunch and stuff. With uh, just local yokels yeah, kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, just, just hanging out. Yeah. Imagine. Um, well, that's what, you know, Madonna is living in one of her many homes. She's got a home in Lisbon. And I was reading an interview with her where she said... I have no friends there, and I keep trying to make friends, and no one will be friends with me, and it's really lonely living oh. in Lisbon. So, yeah, that I th no one, you know, obviously Kurt and Goldie are much more proactive when they're out in Greece. Uh, Rihanna lives in London, doesn't she? I just heard that. Yeah, she hasn't Rizzo. called me. Has she called you? No. She's called me. Uh, no. <laughs> but, but like sixteen thousand pounds a month rent. Oh. Yeah, but she's just become a billionaire, hasn't she? Really? Is she? Really? Yeah, she's like the most, I think she's the most, the wealthiest female singer at the moment. Uh, more than Beyonce? Yeah. More than Adele? Yeah. 
Wow. The wealthiest. She does investments. Makeup, mm-hmm. her energy. She, she has all this, all these business. Fenty beauty and all that stuff. Sidelines. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And why, where does she live? Let's go visit her. 16,000 pounds a month. We'll find it. It's got to be, it's, there can't be that many places in London. Notting that, Hill? Is it like Notting Hill or Holland Park? I think Park? it's like a mansion. Notting Hill's kind of townhouses, isn't it? How about Holland Park? That's mansion. That's where Elton has one of his um, pads. We have um, a bloke telling you where you've gone wrong in your documentary, despite not actually having seen it. Ding that bell. I love it. We were just talking about this before the show. Blokes taking over music and telling, particularly historical music, and telling everyone else, especially women, why they're wrong, what the, what the correct inf- what the correct songs to it. like are, bearing and why. In, bearing in mind, this is music that Katie grew up with as an American, yeah. on yeah. the spot at the time. Peter Lewis says, oh "Yacht Rock." No mention of Ricky Lee Jones, Little Feet, or Ry Cooder? Oh, yeah, that's okay. I have an answer for what's this fellow's name? Peter Loser, I'm going to call no, him from no, now. Pe- Peter no, Lewis. No, Peter, yeah, those are great selections. Um, the first thing to remember is that Yacht Rock is just pretend. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's not a real thing at all. It's just something that the term itself actually happened uh, because there was a, a YouTube series that uh, started in 2005. Yes, I saw that, some of that. Yeah, it's just totally funny and silly and it's, it's very tongue-in-cheek. Is that where the term comes from? from yeah, that? yeah, those guys. I didn't yeah, yeah. So there's a group of uh, wiseacres in LA uh, loved this music and thought, wouldn't it be a funny concept if Loggins and Messina are fighting hollow notes and this kind of street battle behind the dumpsters, behind the 7-Eleven. And uh, so it was kind of fan fiction writ large. And so, yeah, so it was kind of a jokey name. Um, and then it was just a way to say, yeah, th- this is a group grouping of music that shares certain characteristics. But he's saying Little Feet. Do you say Bonnie Raitt? Bonnie, uh, no, Little Feet, Ricky oh, Lee Ricky Jones, Jones and Ry Cooder. Ry Cooder. Okay, so what I would say is definitely um, there's some elements of Ricky Lee Jones some some of her songs like this is the case of the 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 day laboring yacht rocker where it's like maybe a song or two from the album little feet definitely from that west coast um laurel canyon scene um and they played the those guys played on a lot of each other's records but they're a little more rednecky so they're a little more down to earth um and Ry Cooter, I think he's a little more of an iconoclast. But um, you can make a case. That's the thing. You can twist this thing into a pretzel. I, I think we're all right. I'm No happy, one's wrong. I'm happy to say when I don't know things and I learn things, and I learned something there in your little thing, and I've just Googled it to think, she just made that come. Oh, no, it's true. Ricky Lee Jones is a woman. Yes. I didn't know that. I thought you thought Chucky's in love. So that's the song that people. <laughs> I don't know that song. Chucky's in love. You don't know that song. So that's oh, a real. I know that one. Yeah. I I don't know Chuckies that. Isn't that terrible? Love. I I I thought I always assumed that Ricky Lee Jones was like some some old. Uh, she was Tom Waits's girlfriend. Right. I can see her now, but I thought he he to was some with. old rocker from the fifties. Yeah. Um, you know, one of those sort of smooth American, like like um, uh, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. No, 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 smoother than that. The, like not quite Fabian, Av- the Frankie Avalon kind of. Oh, okay, like, so, so more like a beach blanket bingo movie. Yeah, yeah. but it's 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 a woman. But then. but all those um, uh, Little Feet and Ricky Lee Jones. Um, I'm sure. 
they shared drug dealers with yeah. Doobie Brothers um, and Steely Dan and uh, Little River Band, although they were from Australia, so probably hard to share. You have to be American to be to be. No, you don't have to be American. That's it, and that's the other thing is um, just because the sound was so prevalent, that kind of uh, very smooth sound, um, white guys uh, aping black singing style. Yeah. Um, actually, I think the music math on Yacht Rock is oh. is music math involved. It's soft rock plus jazz equals Yacht Rock. Okay, yeah. So it's very mellow. It's very tranquil. Um, sometimes it can be dynamic. I mean, my goodness, you get to Toto and you get to Rosanna, um, Africa. Those are quite surging and burning, yearning. But um, in Britain, there are a lot of really fine Yacht Rockers. You've got, um, uh, trying to think of... A Climax Blues Band. Right. They're from the Midlands, um, heavy on the cowbell. Uh, but they were definitely Yacht Rockers. Um, Leo Sayer had some very reasonable Yacht Rock songs. And Robert wow. Palmer, very yeah. smooth. I mean, it's if you were a musician at the top of your game by the mid to the late 70s, you were exposed to those influences. And if you were a bit solely, if you were rolled in the soul mold, uh, that's the kind of material that you were playing with. Leo Sayer was big in the States for a bit, wasn't he? Yeah. He, uh, you know I can dance, you know I can dance. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the that was big hit. Because he, he's kind of a joke over here now, which is a shame. Because he had a couple he's of great so songs. Good. But I th- I'm sure I read he played Madison Square Garden once. Uh, yeah, he was really big in the mid-70s. And in fact, I've just only recently discovered a fantastic... I've got my Yacht Rock list here of material. Can't find it right now. But um, because, again, he was, he'd really established himself by the mid 70s, he was working with all of those same uh, uh, writers and yeah. musicians that made, you know, shared the DNA, this yacht DNA. Let's go to Alistair. Alistair is called in. Good evening, Alistair. Oh, hang on a minute. So I've got the, my fault, my fault, guys. It's my fault, please, everyone. Hello. Just everyone, just cool out. <laughs> yes, Alistair. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi. I had to call. I wasn't originally going to call, but with Katie on, I absolutely adore Kate. As you remember, I she was my favourite presenter on the Word. Well, thank you. And I'm very interested about this show, um, this yacht rock thing. Yeah. Where, where can I catch it? You can catch it tomorrow night on BBC Four at 9pm. And then the next week, the next Friday, same time, same place. Oh, and then it'll, it'll be on the iPlayer, obviously, Yeah, as it'll, well. be, it'll live there for a good while. Yeah, so you can watch it online, Alistair. Oh, excellent. That, that's, that's really good. Um, Thank you. Yeah, so um, just come back from the meeting. Fear a million dollars. Alistair's been having a little bit of trouble with the old booze recently. Oh. But what are we now? Are we six weeks? Six weeks now, we? Oh, yeah, yes, that's great. Right. Well done. That's brilliant. Yes. And I got me uh, month token today. There you go. As well. Well done. Well done. That's brilliant. Um, so I've got two of them now. So that's good. Here's the thing. I've never felt worse coming out of a meeting. Uh, uh, the, the, the worst I've, is I felt the same. But generally, I feel, I, I feel at least a little bit better coming out. So they're always, yeah. they're always worth doing. Absolutely. Nice and, one, man. Uh, anyway, a, well, thanks ever so much, and th- uh, 
I'll give you a rest now. Thank you very much oh, indeed. There we go. Alistair is yeah. uh, a story of triumph because we had a li- we've had a little bit of history with Alistair. Yeah, a little bit. You know, when he's when he's drunk, he likes to chuck that sea bomb out. Um, but 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 he's tur- he's turning it around, which is um, which is amazing to see. Yeah. Uh, we've got um, um, let's go here. We've got Lavinia. Good evening, Lavinia. Oh. Uh, good evening, Ian, and also good evening, um, oh. uh, Catherine. Hello. And, and we've good also evening. got we've also got Katie Puckrick here. Oh, uh, uh, good evening. Good evening. Uh, good evening to you all. Good evening to everybody, one and all. Yeah. Said Tiny Tim. Yeah. <laughs> what can Hi. we do for you, Lavinia? Well, what, uh, what it was, it was on my mind. It's been on my mind for a couple of days now, Ian. Right. Yes. Well, what it is is actually to do with Boris. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, Boris Johnson. What I want to say yeah. is that I want to. Be, I would like to uh, jump to all jump all over him and kiss him all over. That's what I want to do. Well, more than that, oh. I would like to make a prediction. Yes, and the uh, the prediction is yes that everybody thinks he's got it. I would like to think he's got it, but there's an. Uh, there's a saying, Ian, you have to walk the walk and talk the talk. It's true, it's a good saying. Right, what does that mean? What does that mean in this instance? Well, what I like to think, that he's got everything, he's got the walk the walk and the talk the talk, but I feel in my heart of my heart that he has the walk, but he doesn't Doesn't have have the the talk. talk. Okay, well I think he's got the talk, but I I think he's lacking serious walk. Well, maybe so, but I also maybe think yes. to myself, he's also uh, lucky in other things as well. For example? He sort of needs a good haircut for a start. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He needs a new stylist. He needs a good yeah, haircut, a he needs suits that fit, and he needs to drop the racism. Yeah, and also, and also, my what? lovely, yes, can he I? also oh. needs to go on a diet. No, he doesn't. We don't, we don't, we don't worry about what size people are. I don't worry about that. Here's the thing, Lavinia. Yeah, go on. Why? Now, I don't believe you phoned up, really, to talk about that. Well, what do you think I phoned up for, then? Come I on. think, well, because, because here's the thing. We're, we're not, have you, are you listening to the show? Yes, my lovely, right. I am now. We're not talking, we're not talking about Boris. Well, what? Everyone's been talking about him all day, last couple of days. Boris Johnson. I must call him Boris Johnson. Excuse me, Boris Johnson. Um, And he's boring, right? He's boring. He is, yeah. The whole thing, the the whole conversation's boring. So I'm just feeling that maybe you called in for something else. uh, maybe you're right, Ian. Maybe you, you're right. Can I make? Can I? Can I ask a question? And if I, if on. I'm on the the nose, you can tell me. And if I'm not, you can tell me. Yeah, are you far call, away. Are you calling in at half past ten on a Thursday night just because you're feeling a little bit lonely? Well, I'll be honest with you, Ian, yeah. and also Catherine, and, and also to other people. That's you. That uh, you have been on my mind for the last week. Why have I been on your mind? Because I've been also listening to you, you know, uh, little bits here and there and everywhere yeah, yeah. in the evening. Yeah. And I think it was the other night you was talking to James. Is it James again? You was talking to James late in the evening. Could have been, yeah. Same James. And you was making me laugh, actually, and oh. I wanted to phone then. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. But I'll be honest with you, I just picked up the phone and I thought, no, I want to speak to them. I yeah. want it. it was an excuse, I, well, actually. I'll I be thought so. With you. Now, here's the thing, you're Lavinia. Right, you're right, if you, you're if right. you listen to this show, you don't need an excuse. 
No, you're not. I know that, but I just want something to just, just to in tune with you. Well, but just, just phone up and say, can I, I, I just fancy a chat for a few minutes. Would that be all right? Okay, Don't phone do up do about that. Boris Johnson and the Tory leadership. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares no, about that? It's boring. No, right. uh, by the way, Ian. Hello. Uh, 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 did you do your thing, you know, like a couple of weeks ago or yes. or a couple of months ago? I mean, it was some time ago. Uh, you were talking about, uh, you had a thing in your head. Uh, it was really late at night and uh, you were saying, uh, you're going to think about it. It's actually to do with the... Um, uh, the environment, sort of clean it up. And oh, we were talking jump- about maybe doing like a big clean up somewhere and just saying yeah. to everyone, we're going to be at such and such a place with a load of bin bags and marigolds. Yeah. And if you want to come along, then come along and we'll clean somewhere. Um, well, I don't, I don't, did it happen? No, it didn't happen. Oh, I, do, I don't, but it's still my, I just don't quite know where to go and do it. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll let you know, Lavinia. Okay. Well, let me know. And also keep me in tune and just carry on here and keep also on. Catherine because all uh, I can say <laughs> and I and I have to say this before I go. Yes. You are hot. Uh, hot. full of energy and very hot. Hot in the city. Hot, hot in, in the, the city, city tonight. tonight. Thank you very much, Lavinia. <laughs> there we go. We got <laughs> there. Some Billy Idol like could some Billy Idol could be considered Yacht Rock? Possibly. Is a bit too aggressive, a yeah, bit too punchy. No, you're. That's a, a yacht is a broad church, but that is. That's too, okay. That's a priest too far. Uh, I, I would thoroughly recommend listening to Billy Idol reading his autobiography. Oh, oh God, you'll never forget it. What? He talks like this all the way through it and uh, tells you all about these. He tells you these stories that <laughs> if you replace the voice with the 12 year old boys, it would still work. Like, so, yeah, she was all over me. And, oh, just all these stories, like boasty stories. Yeah, stewardess went into the toilets and I looked and she put her head out and beckoned me over. <laughs> I went in there like a hungry dog. <laughs> <laughs> the bit that I won't repeat, the bit that I won't repeat is though... I nearly broke my wrist. The bit where he nearly broke his wrist. <laughs> the bit where he nearly broke his wrist. She was all... Anyway, I'm coming to Let's go to Diana. Good evening, Diana. Good, good evening, Ian, Catherine, Katie. Hi. Hi, Diana. What can we do for you tonight? Really enjoying your dis- your yacht rock discussion. Oh, good. Thank goodness. I, I started to hear my voice just echoing and clanging in my ears, <laughs> thinking that, that maybe I was just speaking to an audience of myself. Right. So thank you. <laughs> I mean, Ian comes up with a lot of really good music on the show. Oh. Yes, I of do. All, of all different types and... Um, and still people moan, don't they? But um, S- screw those losers. Who yeah. cares? Well, I've got one or two that you might. Go on. My favourites. You know, I like um, uh, Manhattan Transfer. Oh yeah. I, they used to scare me as a kid. <laughs> what the tight harmonies? The, the Jean-Lamour. Honestly, as a child, I must have been. I must have been like eight when that. About eight, and it used to. Terrifying me. Why? Is it sinister? Is it? Yeah, it was. It was dark. In the same way that um, uh, that Talking Head song, and you may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. God, that I heard that in the dark room as a kid, and I was petrified by that. Like an angry preacher coming out of the radio at you, and this kind of stuttering, and they're you. This isn't a song. Why is this? Why is he? (laughs) And and you you may ask yourself, this is not my beautiful wife. What is going on? Where is Ah, he? (laughs) (laughs) That's a mashup waiting to be had. (laughs) Go on, give us another one, Diana. I got. Well, you know, I'm a big fan of 
Captain and Tennille. Oh, love will keep us together. And they're probably the kings and queens. Captain passed away very recently, yeah. about six Darryl. months ago, I think. Daryl yeah, Dragon. Dragon was in the Beach Boys for a while. Yeah. Yes. And so was she. She sang with the Beach Boys. Did she? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And also, um, oh, Ste- some of Steely Dan stuff. Oh, yes. Paul and Oates. And uh, one that you might not know, Bertie Higgins, Casablanca. No, I don't know. Dirty Higgins? Bertie. Bertie Higgins. <laughs> Bertie Higgins. Hang on a second. Bertie might be dirty. I'm just jotting this Hang down. Hang on a minute. Well, let's, let's have a listen. Oh, he looks... Oh, he... L- oh, that's yeah. him. That's him ten years ago. Wow. Okay, let's have a little listen. So... Uh, oh, let's, let's see if we can find some Bertie Higgins um, and Casablanca. I've not heard this. It's, uh... Oh, here we go. Sounding good? It's in the, it's in the right yeah. place so yeah. far. your Fender Rhodes and your shimmering chimes. I fell in love with you watching cats Oh! What a lyric! <laughs> Back room this is a little soft rock, though. I'd say it's, yeah. it's a... It, maybe it gets going after a while. Let's jump forward. Let's, let's see, because, uh... Oh, yeah, there you go. It doesn't sound like English is his first language. <laughs> you know, it's... That kind of slight hesitancy around... Um, it's because he's filled with passion. He's filled it's with passion. It's funny how to speak. Uh, Diana, thank you very much. 0344 499 There was... You, you, you talked about that Yacht Rock kind of series that... Um, that there yes. was There was a... Um, there was a sketch show, was it Big Train over here, that had Hall and Oates as detectives? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, they had them as, um, like, but they were, like, on a council estate in London. Oh, that's excellent. Solving crimes. And do you remember Big Train? <laughs> yeah. I didn't watch, I watched bits of it. It was, um, the, the two guys that wrote Father Ted, wasn't it? Who's, and both of their names escaped me. Well, Linehan. Linehan and the other guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a sketch show, and I think Simon Pegg was in it. Um, it had the the um, world staring off championships in it. I don't know. I seem to remember it being um, quite Arthur funny. Matthews and Graham Linehan. Arthur Matthews, you say. I wonder if he's doing the music. We had um, Neil Hannon on yesterday. Well, I heard that. Oh, yeah, I love that guy. So I there's a Hannon guy. connection. Oh. There's a Hannon connection. What's the Hannon connection? I'm Sounds like a great movie from the seventies. <laughs> the starring Hall and Oates as detectives. <laughs> um, I'm on a Divine Comedy. Hit single. Oh, do you know? I think I might have. This this rings a distant bell. Which one? Generation Sex. <gasps> oh, yeah. So it's my voice on it. So the there, and here's the story behind it. Wow. So Neil called me into the studio. Said, "Can you help us out? Because what we really want, we actually don't want you on this song at all. What we really want is this clip from an Oprah show, where people are going off in the audience and wanging out about this, that, and the other." And um, you're American. Let's see if you can approximate. Well, they play me the clip, and it's these you know distinctly African American no. people, and it's not like I'm you know puckrick of a thousand voices. Katie is white for those who who may not have seen you yes. before, just to clarify. Yeah. So there's you know this this innocent Irish man, Neil Hannon, brings <laughs> me in like it'll be fine. So I did my best. Um, the it's a little embarrassing because, I mean, people listening to it would never think, oh, my goodness, that's a big black lady. I mean, they'll just think it's a shrill 
little whiny white lady. But yeah, so it's me doing two chunks of uh, messing around, like yelling and screaming. Wow, that's. uh, I always thought you were cool, but now 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 you're like proper cool. Now you really want to be my friend, and And now I don't think I can because now you're up there. I'm up there. I can't reach those dizzy heights. (laughs) Um, Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We'll have a quick break, then we'll be back with some more with Katie Puckrick. It's electric. It's eclectic. It's always rule free. It's the late night alternative with that man. <laughs> on Talk Radio. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. We're going to do. Um, what is not swift eating? No, S- speed. Uh, uh, swift boating. Swift boating. No, the the, the food guy. Yeah, b- battle of the super eaters. That's it. Cram facing. My cram facing. <laughs> My boys' uh, favorite program when they come and stay with me. They're seven and nine. Is uh, we discovered it by accident. Man versus food. Oh. And it's this guy. It was one guy doing the first series. We preferred him, Adam. But then it was making him really, really ill. So he left. <laughs> and there's another guy. And he goes, you know, these um, like um, restaurants all over America. There are there are some in the UK, but what, not many. All you can eat, like not all you can eat, but they'll have like a food challenge. You uh, have to eat, yeah, um, yeah. you know, a five pound burrito, and then it's free or something. Yeah, five pound burrito in twenty minutes. Yeah. That was one of them. Um, you get and, a t-shirt and they ring a bell and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and the boys, the boys love it, and it's fun. And we've done like five or six in a day once, just watching them back yeah. to back. But I do think, am I? Am I setting them up for some kind of, not to make light of it, some kind of eating? You know, this is not normal behaviour to watch a man... No, it's disordered eating. Um, it is strange because, uh, yeah, I had a, a bout when I was a teenager of doing a lot of um, just kind of stress eating that turned into a little bit of binging. Uh, it was fun at the time, but uh, the, I tell you what, I had back surgery and I was in a plaster body cast for nine months, so that put a, that put pay to put pay to my you know eating twelve Krispy Kreme donuts at, on the go. But um, I definitely remember getting the idea from other friends who had eating disorders right. and watching them do it and thinking, oh, I want to do that too. I, and it's such a weird thing to decide to do. So, yeah, there could be something in that, or it could just be a freak show, and that's why your kids are liking could it. Just be a, could just be a whole body cast for nine yeah, months. How well, old were you? I was 19 years old. Wow. So it was, uh, when I say body, it was more like a, um, a Grace Jones corset. So it had, uh, it went, it was covering my torso to the tops of my thighs. So from under my armpits, a lovely sweetheart neckline. And then a whole, and, really? yeah, because otherwise I'd be bumping my chin on it. So the <laughs> the doctors cut this little V out. So I had, and then I had um, a hole cut over the diaphragm. So just like there, so that I, my ribs could expand, so I could breathe. Oh, man. But it was very claustrophobic, and it was Washington D.C. in the summer, where it's very you know ninety degrees, ninety percent humidity, wow. and ninety degrees. Uh, I sweated through three casts, which is just as well, because I tell you what, they start to smell like a hamster cage, and you want to get out of that thing. Um, but that, what did you do? You'd hurt, you'd hurt your back? I had uh, scoliosis, which is a spine curvature. Uh, it's uh, idiopathic, meaning they didn't know how the heck it happened, but it was diagnosed when I was 13 or so, and as they monitored it, they, they said this is getting worse. So. so this was to keep you in place, to keep the back Yeah, they had the sur- so I had surgery. on. They uh, fused 10 vertebrae surgery talk with katie puckrick uh 10 vertebrae to a metal rod so i am a bionic woman I have but, a metal then, you, rod but then you were a dancer yes 
How was did, right did you, after? Did, did the rod make it easier? Did it make no, it harder? Harder. Yeah. Uh, so what had happened was, I always like to say, in a philosophical moment, having a metal rod surgically inserted into my spine is probably the best thing that ever happened to me in my career because uh, I was on track to be probably a not very successful ballet dancer. Right. But once I had my uh, mobility limited by. 10 fused vertebrae and a metal rod and I wasn't as bendy anymore but I could still dance I thought you know I gotta look elsewhere so I wow. retrained as a contemporary dancer and I ended up working with some of the best uh, companies in, in the world I, I came to Britain and I worked with Michael Clark Company DV8 Physical Theater yeah. I toured with the Pet Shop Boys DV8 I don't know much about dance but I do. I did read a bit of it and see some videos of DV8 when I was at college mm. that's full on yeah it's full that's, on that's Fl intense stuff it's flinging yourself around it's physical theater so it's you know it's not just dance it's emotion and sweating and crying blood sweat and tears um, but yeah so uh, it is very unusual I, I mean I have never met anybody else who's gone through what I've gone through and still been able to to dance because that's not always the case plus I gained an inch in height so they jack you up and there yes. I was an inch taller and is it still in, the, in you yeah it's in me it's in me forever babe wow, man. I don't get ding-donged at the airport people always want to know if the if when I go through the scanner if I get caught up but uh but no it's uh so far it's holding you know sometimes as those, the little implements can come loose and then there's a few nuts and bolts uh, running free in one's well, body. I don't want that to happen. If, if, if you pass a bolt when you're in the bathroom, then um, <laughs> yeah. you get, get yourself to a hospital as quickly as possible. That's a good, good tip. It's a good tip. Um, so uh, what's the, sh the show called? Yacht Rock. Oh, yeah, good question. So we should get the, Let's get the serious plugging in the now. The serious so last plugging. Few minutes, let's plug the oh hell out of God. this. It's called I Can Go For That, The Smooth World of Yacht Rock. It's two parts. Seventies first. 70s very white for yacht rock. Yeah, 70s is very white. The the sound is actually pretty black, you yeah. know, pretty soulful, but it is a lot of white guys doing that kind of furry, full-throated sound. Um, and then by the time the 80s roll around, and actually the music becomes more homogenized in the 80s because that's where synthesizers come in and drum machines and it gets a little samey. And then... It's Black Folk to the Rescue, and we have George Benson and Jeffrey Osborne and Lionel Richie and Radio and the Commodores and Cool and the Gang and Jones Girls, and they come in and they just kind of sex up everything again. It, gets, it just stays good. How long does um, She's Gone by Hall & Oates gone for? It's a great song, but it's in, in the, the, the show, because we, we saw some of the show. It just seems to what go on. show? Your show. Oh, my show, okay. It seems to go, <laughs> the Hall & Oates show. Yeah, they're doing the old grey whistle test. It oh, seems uh, to yeah, go yeah. on forever. Oh, it's because it's in... <coughs> we they're inter loving it. Yeah, they're loving it. They're milking it. They're, she's gone. She's not coming back. <laughs> uh, don't forget, and remember, she's gone. <laughs> uh, but it's interspersed with interviews and stuff, so yeah, I yeah. think it's artificially, it, yeah, it's misleadingly long. It, and this is the stuff that you were genuinely listening to yeah, so the, there's a great bit when you walk into a room and there's pictures. <laughs> Had you, did you know that those pictures yeah. were the ones? Because the, you did a little my, bit. My photographs. You did a little bit of TV walking as you came around. Oh, the my corner. TV work is horrible. It's the worst thing scene. to do. It's so horrible. And I, I, so the delightful Ben Wally was the director and the shooter. He he filmed this whole thing, 
And uh, when I was looking at an early cut of it, I just really cringed at that walk. I was like, why can't yeah. I? Why didn't you stop me and like make me walk better? Because like I, I look, I'm a professional dancer, people. I can do a <laughs> slinky walk. And there are some slinky walks in there. But that is just so retarded. I'm just doing this bouncy kind of from walking in from the living room to sit down. Yeah, totally stagey. Anyway, we got off the, the track. The point <laughs> of your question is, I was a teenager in the 70s when this music was coming out, and I hasten to add that it's not music that I had to seek out or deliberately, deliberately sought out. It was uh, played on the radio, you know, it was kind of against our will, kind of programmed into our brains, because there I was driving into Washington, D.C. from the deep suburbs of Virginia to go mm. to the 930 Club to see Birthday Party or, or to see Magazine or to see Psychedelic Furs or Simple Minds or whoever was coming over from England. You know, Nico, I remember seeing her one night. But on the way there, I'm listening to all this mm. yacht rock. That's That was my pregame for punk rock was yacht rock um, because it's just so happy and uplifting and carefree and gorgeous. Um, and it, And it's music that I think really... It's it's only makes sense in America, and that's why British people they have question marks about even the term. Americans get it; they're like, right. "Oh yeah, it's a metaphor." It's like um, you don't have to be on a yacht. It's not physically about being on a yacht or owning a yacht or anything. It's just that idea of freedom and escape and uh, wealth. You know, even emotional wealth. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. So the, this is music that is. And funnily enough, when I've been talking about it with my friends on Facebook, I get my old punk rock friends who are going, that music is so cheesy, I can't even believe, you know, have you just been replaced by a pod person, Katie Punker, wow. what's going on? Watch the watch the documentary, I will contextualize it. I tell you what I hate, is I hate the phrase guilty pleasures. I think it's Me kind too. of going out of no, usage a little bit. Because if it's, if you like it, you like it. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's you know, it's, there's nothing wrong with, with liking Hall of Notes or, uh, or any of that. There's nothing also, wrong with it. We're not 15 anymore. Who yeah. are we impressing at this point? I, th- I think it's going, who's, there's a guy, there was a really a guy that, um, wrote, Get It Up For Love, which David Cassidy N- covered on. Ned Doheny. I'd never heard of him. Yes. I know that song because it's on a late, not very good David Cassidy well, album. Well, he wrote What You Gonna Do For Me that Shaka Khan did. So he's a big hit wow, songwriter. Wow, wow. So he's, yeah, he's got the cash. He's got the cash. Well, interestingly for me, anyway, having lived in L.A., there's Doheny Drive, and Doheny are an old kind of aristocratic in the American sense, uh, Los Angeles family, and that's his family. So he did come from money. Wow. He was a beach bum, but he um, he's big in Japan even now. Yeah, you know, course. he's they, like they're real connoisseurs of this this sliver of music. So be- you showed the cover of his album. God, he's beautiful. Yeah, well get this when um, a lot of those a lot of the doc is shot in our Airbnb where, where oh, we were where staying. Yeah. Right, okay. yeah, so that's where I was doing my bad stagey, like, walk. Oh, I don't know how to walk suddenly. <laughs> uh, and Ned Doheny is interviewed uh, in there. And in fact, when I arrived from the airport, suitcases in tow, ding dong at the door, it's Ned who opened the door to me. <laughs> Big smile. Like he had a sense of humor. Uh, you know, he didn't know. He just knew, oh, it's the host of the show. How who's, funny. Yeah. So I was like, oh, hi, welcome home. Like, <laughs> oh my God, it's Ned Doheny. When you, we got going a minute, but the last question's got very little to do with your show. When you're filming in an Airbnb, do you tell, I know it's, this is out of your control, but do you tell the, the person whose place it is mm. or do you just kind of keep it? quiet um that's a good question and i don't know the answer to that but i can tell you whose airbnb it was yeah um i walked in and there were six 
Tony Awards. I saw those. I thought they were dancing awards because you were looking at your photos. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, they're not Tony. I misspoke because that is theater. They're Emmy Awards, Uh which is for television. And so I climbed up all over the man's furniture and to look at the the plaque can't remember his name but he's he was the executive producer of the john stewart daily show wow okay. yeah the john, and so that's it so he is living in new york now and so it's a beautiful home yeah. in larchmont in the middle of los angeles and those were oh so that those are in shot are they yeah yeah, yeah they're my dance awards yeah that's what i thought <laughs> she's gone home they've got the photos out for her and yeah. they still have the trophies yeah <laughs> katie always nice to see you thank you thank for you very much me. you're very very welcome i yeah. hope the shows you know people watch them and they're a big success yeah if you, you i play is is, is I, yeah. does anyone watch anything live anymore yeah. i don't think yeah but they're there they're there for you to help you to give you balm on your soul Beautiful stuff. All right, lovely to see you. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. We'll take your calls. We're going to talk super eating after the news on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Please welcome David Crosby, Jimmy Webb, and Carly Simon. Thank you. 
Iceman, Carly Simon, David Crosby and Jimmy Webb singing In My Room by Brian Wilson. Yes, man, we'll have some of that. 0344 499 1000. Now, before the show started uh, tonight, we, we caught someone, my sister messaged me and said, you've got to turn on Channel 4 now, it's Battle of the Super Eaters. And we, we, I think someone had mentioned it maybe earlier in the week. If you saw it, 0344 499 1000. Uh, um, give us a call. I, I, now, I, I kind of had it on and I was looking at it and I was, I was also prepping the show and Katie arrived. And so I didn't get to see as much of it as I wanted. But I'm going to watch it all in its entirety because it's incredible. Um, we got one of the stars of the show, a young guy called Kyle Gibson. Evening, Kyle. Hello, how are you doing? I'm very, very well. Thank you very much indeed. Tell us, um, what what is a super eater? Um, it's somebody that can eat an incredible amount of food and normally very fast. Um, and uh, what, what, am I right that, that you were trying to eat in the, one of the bits I saw? Yeah. There was a huge um, fry-up and a roast dinner and then a load of sandwiches as well. It was, it was more than that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was basically the entire menu at a restaurant. <laughs> yes, man, fantastic. <laughs> um, and you you didn't do it in the thirty minutes, but you did it in about forty minutes. Yeah, it was about forty-four minutes. Um, thirty minutes was quite ambitious. I, 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 when I saw it stacked up, I thought a day was quite ambitious. <laughs> but you managed to, Kyle. I wouldn't normally ask, but I, I, and I missed it on the show if it was mentioned. How old are you? Because you looked quite young. Twenty. I'm Twenty, 20. and. Yeah. How did you get into this? Um, I've been doing it sort of four years now. Um, there was like a man versus food competition. Yeah. Um, it was in a giant like container of ice cream. And I remember coming first in that. Yeah. Out of like four or five people and just think, um, you know, from that day, it kind of clicked. Um, and did your, does your family not think, because I, I guess, it, well, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm not guessing, it is quite dangerous, isn't it? You, you know, sometimes you can be eating 10,000 calories in, yeah. you know, in 30 minutes. It, it, are your family not worried about your health? Are you not worried about your health? Um, no, I mean, when I do the challenges, it's a very small part of my life. Right. Um, the other sort of six days of the week, I'm really healthy, I'm really active. Um, I'm always getting checked by the doctors, getting my blood taken, so I'm quite a quite a safe person. And you're a slim fella as well. Yes, I wear like nine or ten stone. Well, I don't, I don't. The maths doesn't compute. Catherine, <laughs> Catherine is just joining my my, my co-host. We've got Kyle on the, the Hi, line. Kyle. Um, Hi, Kyle. Uh, how do how do you stay slim? Is, is are you exercising? Are you just not eating for the other six days? No, um, I'm in the gym pretty much seven days a week, lifting heavy weights. Um, I've got a really active job, so I'm always on my feet. Right. Um, and then it's just a, a good diet after that. You don't starve yourself. You don't do anything crazy like that. You just you go back to a normal, sensible diet. Um, it says here you managed to, to eat 11 Belgian chocolate waffles in under nine minutes, which is 6,000 calories. Dear God, man. <laughs> that was quite enjoyable. <laughs> This is the thing, man, because I, I saw that, that full English breakfast and the roast dinner and the sandwiches and the two desserts. Um, and, yeah. and, and, you know... The that was 10,000 calories, That was 10,000, I think, yeah. yeah. And that was the whole menu of the, the restaurant, basically. Um, and and, and I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it, but there, there must be moments 
Well, there was with that meal in particular. Well, you hit the wall. Yeah. And you just, it, and it, it becomes, that's, that's, listen, anyone can eat a lot of food, but it's, it's yeah. carrying on, carrying on eating once you hit that wall. That's, that's, that's your skill. Yeah, that's the thing. It's getting to the point where you're starting to get full and then just continuing. Have you, um, ever, have you ever had any embarrassing moments where your body has decided to, well, you've puked up at the table. Have you ever done that? Or shit yourself. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Either or. Um, no, I've never been sick doing a challenge. I've only ever been sick once. Um, and that was actually like five hours after doing a challenge. Right, so there's no connection um, then. No, and it was ice cream. <laughs> right. Oh, well, that's dairy. A lot too much dairy is going to make yeah, you um, I think, puke. I think that was the problem. It was um, it was very chocolatey, and uh, I kind of just I don't know what happened. I literally got back in the house after doing a challenge, and my body was like, "Yeah, I don't want this anymore." <laughs> <laughs> um, what? How did the how did the show come about? I know you've got a YouTube channel, haven't you? And we're going to give that a plug in a bit. So, boys and girls, dear listener, get your pen and paper ready because we he's got Carl's got an amazing YouTube channel. Did yeah. Channel Four? Did the producers of the show just get in touch with you through that and say, "Do you fancy um, being in this?" I think somebody saw a post that I did on um, I think it was on Facebook or something, right? Um, and then from that, they obviously found my channel and kind of they saw some of the stuff that I'd been doing. And then from then, I got talking to the director. Yeah. And then I think it was like a week later, I was I was filming with them for it. Now, you're in this show, and I've not seen the end, but feel free to give spoilers. I am going to watch it over the weekend. Yeah. In this show, you're kind of seen, at this, there's three of you, that you're kind of seen as the underdog. Yeah. There's um, Leah, a young uh, woman, Leah Shukkeva. And yep. the, 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 I guess the, the kind of the guy that's seen as um, uh, the, the big daddy is Beard yeah, Meets Food. Yeah. Um, and he is currently the UK's number one super eater. Um, yeah. Can you beat him? I don't think I could beat him, but I could probably, you know, go alongside him and at least match him. I don't think I'd be able to beat him. He, he is really, really good. What makes him so good? What, what, I, what, what? Why is he so good? I think just his experience. He's been doing it years and years and years yep. now, um, and he's done a lot more challenges than me. He's done um, like major contests. Yeah, so he, he's got that experience that I don't have. What What are these major contests, and, and what ones have you been in? Um, I'll mainly do stuff like little restaurant challenges and some kind of homemade ones, but he's done like actual competitions where there's a lot of money involved. Yeah, wow. Uh, so it'll be like, you know, you've got Nathan's hot dogs. I don't think he's done that one, but he's doing similar things. Yeah. Um, but no, he's, he's definitely known as the, the, the top dog. I, I love this. Honestly, I genuinely, I think it's brilliant. I'm saying, but my boys who are seven and nine, when they come and stay with me, their favourite programme to watch, and we can watch four or five of these in a row, is Man Versus Food. Yeah. Uh, what, what, now, why, we prefer it when Adam hosts I'm talking to a Man Versus Food connoisseur. Obviously. We preferred the first couple of seasons when it was Adam hosting it. He had to leave because of um, health issues. Um, yeah. And then Casey comes in and takes over. What, what do you reckon to Casey? Do you, I, I, you could probably beat him, couldn't you? Yeah, he's not a competitive eater. Um, no, oh, no. Adam was the Adam was the man. He was, wasn't Adam he? Was the daddy. I'm so glad. And I heard that sigh. It's like, yeah, uh, you know, he, he, he Casey Casey fails on so many things, and I think I could do that. I was going to say, you've shown me that program about four times, yeah. and in each one, he's he, he's bottled it at the end. Yeah, yeah, he, he does I've do never, them. 
I've never seen it on TV. I've always seen it like on YouTube or on Facebook. Yeah. Like, attending something, and I just watch it, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, okay. He seems to struggle with. Oh, it's, honestly, I cannot tell you, Carl, how good it is to, to chat with someone who's actually seen this and, and knows what I'm talking about. As, isn't one of my kids? He seems to struggle with the spicy stuff. That's where he really comes a cropper. And that there's yeah. generally every other week there'll be one where it's like ghost chilies are mixed up in a sauce or something. How, how do you do, deal deal with the hot stuff? Terrible, absolutely terrible. Really, that's your weaknesses. It's your kryptonite. That's probably the one thing I couldn't do. Is um, it's spicy. Well, I could probably do it, but I would like instantly regret it. Yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the the tough thing. Um, Carl, I don't know if you know, but I was on a television, uh, very popular television series called "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here." Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yes, mate. And I did. I did an eating challenge. I ate some scorpions. Oh. I ate some camel's brains. <sighs> I had a worm and cockroach smoothie. And okay. I ate a pig's. I ate a pig's vagina. Oh! <laughs> would you ever eat a pig's vagina? <laughs> a question. I mean, I, I would give it a go. You know. The thing is, <laughs> I would give it a the go, thing is, know, he's a competitive you. eater. He couldn't just have one. <laughs> no, exactly. no, no, that's not like a flat. The, the pig's vagina was right. It was the camel's brain. That was the one. That was, even thinking about it now, I can feel it. I can feel my throat tightening up. That was horrible. Um, I, I, I think you're, I think you're brilliant, Carl. And I, what is your ambition? Is your ambition? Is, I mean, is there a world championships? Is that where you're heading for at some point? I mean, I definitely would like to travel to America and do some of the big contests that are over there. Yeah, uh, because that's where like some of the really big, famous people are, and mm. also that's where the big money is. Um, but I think I'm just really enjoying doing the sort of traveling in England and. Good. Getting records and just having a bit of fun. Good. What do your friends think? Do you think... Because uh, if you were my friend, I think you were the coolest guy on the planet. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, m mainly my friends at work, we just kind of amazed every time I do a challenge and I post it on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that was absolutely incredible. Wait till you... Go, are you working tomorrow? Uh, yes, I am. You, mate, you're, you're famous now. You've been on telly. You wait till you go in tomorrow. It's going to be a whole level of... A whole new level of admiration for you. People cheering. <laughs> What's the next one? Where's, where, where, have you got one lined up? or? Do, do, do... Uh, yeah, no, it's going to be actually this Saturday. Yeah? I'm going to be doing a Yorkshire pudding eating contest. Yorkshire pudding eating contest? Now, because I like a Yorkshire pudding, but they can be a bit dry. What? How many have you got to do? What's the time? What are the rules? Um, you have three minutes, I do believe. Um, and it's basically the first person that finishes the most. Okay, uh, yeah. and what size are they? Are they like Aunt Bessie's size? Yeah, little Aunt Bessie's. <sighs> mate. I could chug a few of them. Oh, mate. I want to... <laughs> you know, I think I beat you at that. I've had years of experience at eating Yorkshire puds. You get gravy as well, so that, that, that helps. Yeah, you say that again? You get gravy. Oh, you get gravy, fat. so they're moist. Oh. oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how many do you reckon you can do? Um, I'm going to go for 40 plus. Flipping it. And do you have to do them one at a time, or can you kind of stack them up and then crush and squash them? And to be honest, from what I've seen from like the past the past um, version, I think you can pretty much do whatever you want. So you can dunk them all, you can scrunch them up. You don't want too much juice, do you? Because that's going to fill you up. No, well, I don't think that would make too much difference to me. Okay. See, my technique 
and I'm, I'm going to watch the video with this when he does it. See, my technique, get five, squash them together flat, drop a gravy, dip them in the gravy, om, 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 om. next yeah. one. Five, squash them flat, dip them in the gravy. I've seen a similar technique used uh, very early days of, of competitive eating that I was aware of with uh, hot dogs, and they would just, like, they'd separate them and yeah. they'd wet the yeah. bun and slip them down. Whop. And then, <laughs> and then down go the sausages whole. Is that, is that, is that standard practice, Kyle? Yeah, that's quite a normal thing to do. It's quite disgusting when you do that, I though. It is. Um, I've, I've never done that. I have dumped bread in water. But that, that's when it starts to get quite um, unpleasant. Carl, listen, would you mind, could we give you a call about 10 o'clock on Monday night and, and, and see how you got on? Absolutely, yeah. Would that be all right? Yeah. Dude, I wish you the very, very best of luck with this. Genuinely, I think you're brilliant. And we watched this show and I said, we've got to get this guy on. He's great. What's the YouTube channel, Kyle, so that people can go and have a look? It's Kyle V Food, all one word. Kyle, and that's the letter V, Food, Kyle V Food on YouTube. Yeah. Mate, cool. um, we will speak to you on Monday. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling you can do this, brother. You can do <laughs> this. So. Nice one, man. Thank you so much for coming on at short Thank notice, you. Kyle, and we'll speak to you on Monday. No problem. Thank Cheers, you mate. Much. Thank you. Thanks, what a nice guy. Kyle V and Bessie. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. I think he can do it. That's, that stuff he packed away in that show was insane. I liked him. Humble, down to earth, young guy. Um, and when he goes into work tomorrow, he's been legend. on... He's, well, he's a, le a legend. <laughs> Kyle, mate, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. 0344 499 is the phone number. Check out Kyle V Food on YouTube. There's some cracking stuff on there. And we'll speak to you on Monday. Put that in your diary, please, because I, I always forget. This is the Late Night Alternative. It's a strange one tonight, but I like it. Uh, Ian and Kath on Talk Radio. Experience the unconventional. Evening, boss. The unpredictable. What's and the completely unorthodox. Orthodox exactly. with rule-free Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. I don't care about what Joe Brown said. Don't care. Don't care. Isn't it funny? Uh, uh, Lulu and Chris, we'll come to you in a second. We, so much anger and passion and righteousness is manufactured by us being told what we're supposed to care about. Yeah. The Joe Brown thing. Couldn't care less. I couldn't care less. I've been thinking about it, obviously, because it's everywhere and I've fallen into that kind of machine. I couldn't care less. I haven't quite formulated my thoughts on it because I'm not that bothered about it. It's percolating away at the back of my brain. Do you know what? I haven't bit. been able to because I was trying to hear it in the context that it was delivered, right? Rather yeah. than in the context of people who are yeah. desperate to make me furious about something yeah. that I didn't have an opinion on when I woke up this morning. So I would like to know what what the context was and I get the feeling that it's... It, it's it, gone now. You won't know. It's like people yeah, taking it down. But I, I really don't care. But we're told it's this binary thing that, that I think Twitter is, if it's not responsible for, it's certainly amplified. This binary thing. You either support her in what she said, or you do not support her in what she said. That's it. Mm -hmm. Those are the two options. No room for nuance. There's no room for shading. There's no room, certainly no room for changing your mind. There's no room for saying, I don't care, because you have to care about this thing, because you are told you have to care by the front page of the newspapers and by angry people on Twitter on both sides. Um, and it, there's, there's no room for consideration. I, I tweeted, because I was bored, 
a um, lot of snowflakes being triggered by this Joe Brand thing. Um, people, some people extrapolated from that 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 was some form of tacit or, or, or uh, uh, oblique or even over support for Joe Brand. It wasn't. Just, I was just using the language that some people use when, when people on the left mm-hmm. get upset. Snowflakes, you're snowflake, you're triggered. Don't use it so much now, it's kind of going out of fashion actually. But I was just, I was just throwing it in there, just, it was like I was throwing a stone in a dirty puddle to see what the ripples would look like. Yeah. And the ripple, you know, when you throw a stone in the puddle, you know what the ripples are going to look like. They're going to be small and they're going to grow out and out and out. And I knew, I knew what the ripples would look like and I was correct. I was correct. But people, people, why are you defending her? You shouldn't be defending her. This is, she's inciting violence. All of these things, I wasn't defending her. I've not, I've not given any opinion yeah. on the actual thing because I haven't formulated my opinion. You also have to have an opinion now. You have to have an opinion now. This is partly why this show doesn't do so well with listeners compared to other shows because we're not that binary opinionated well we've yeah. got steve we've got steve from london who's 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 for what joe brand but then we've got um lucy from doncaster now you, you're against it why don't you two go and fight now and entertain us i didn't hear anyone talking today who'd actually heard it in its original form no. but lots well, of people having opinions on, on something they hadn't heard you might listen to it in, its, in the whole context of the piece and, and still be angry with well, it it's on fine. a show called heresy so you would suggest that would suggest that it's things that you shouldn't say but yeah. i don't know i'm i'm making assumptions i don't really i've heard heresy it's not really my not my cup of tea i like victoria Corrin mitchell i think she's good i've worked with her years ago now she wrote on a few things that i was doing um and she's a really nice person um I, I, I don't think a comedian saying something outrageous is the same as a politician saying something outrageous no. No, it's just different. different. Oh, also, I've, I've worked with Joe Brown a couple of times. What a delightful human being. I was terrified when I met her. I thought she's going to, you know, bite my head off. No, charming, really sweet, really, really softly spoken. Again, it's not in any way a defence of what she, what she said. I've not, I'm not, I don't care. I don't care. That's the thing. I really don't care. But it will, it was a phone in on when I was listening on the way home, listening to another station last night. Mm-hmm. It was phone in all day today. James was doing it for, you know, the, um, the, um, Nigel Farage was, was on here, was on his show banging on. I don't really care, you know, I don't really care. BBC can't sack her because she doesn't work for the BBC. Yeah, but they've missed that bit out. That's the point, BBC yeah. BBC can't sack her, the arrogance of it. No, we should, she Calls doesn't work. for the BBC to sack her are being ignored. She's not got a regular uh, radio slot on a BBC station like other people have in the Let past. Let me fill you in on that. It's BBC bashing season. It's BBC yeah. bashing season, partly because our boss doesn't want a BBC. Um, Daily Mail doesn't want a BBC and haven't for a long time. The whole licence fee thing, which is not quite what it seems, because it was it was dumped on the BBC's thing five years ago with uh, by um, David Cameron, you know, and 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 the, the BBC have now said right, well, the government formally paid for the over seventy five, and the BBC said we can't afford two hundred million quid a year, so it's a whole different thing. Not again, not expressing an opinion on that, but it's BBC bashing season. So now there's two stones to bash them with at the same time. Licence fee, we pay our licence fee, and old people can't get the free licence fees, and Joe Brand takes a salary. Well, no, she doesn't take a salary. She'll take a freelancer's. She, she will have probably got paid 500 quid for being on that show. 400 quid for being on that show. Which is, is, is a fair, fair whack for an evening's work, but she might not work again for another month. You know, she's yeah. no, I don't remember the last time I saw her on telly. I don't remember. 
I think she had a series a little while ago. She actually. does a spin-off for the Bake Off on Channel 4. Oh, there you go. All right, fine, fine. You know, um, that, but, that, but that's her job. She's her own boss. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's weird. But um, it'll be someone else next week. This is the thing. Yeah, it'll be... Here's, here's my concern. I really... We put out a funny video today of something I did on the show yesterday. It's funny. Me talking about how I'd react if a bank robbery took place. And by the way, it really helps. If you see these videos on Twitter or Facebook, really helps me and Kath and our job in this show if you retweet them. It, it just, it just The more views we get, just the little bit safer we are. Um, but it's about me foiling a bank robbery by pulling out a secret gun and shooting people and, and possibly killing some people. And I'm watching it and thinking, hmm... I felt a little uncomfortable with it being out there. It's quite tame, actually, considering some of the stuff. I felt uncomfortable with it being out there in light of this whole Joe Brand thing, you know, with, with things being... Once, once it's out there, it's out of your control. And yeah. a story... And I've been in a couple of stories that are kind of spun and spun and spun and spun out of control. Only a couple. And I'm just thinking, oh, God, there's me t- saying I'm going to shoot people. You know, and but, it's fine. But it's such a ridiculous yeah, scenario. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Of course it is. But there is always the possibility that someone, um, someone is going to yeah. pick up on something I say. So I suppose it's helped. You know, that the Danny Baker thing, the Andy Partridge thing, the Joe Brand thing. It's made me a little bit more consci- conscious of what I'm saying, of what I'm tweeting. Maybe not what I'm saying, because when we do the radio show, blah, it just comes out. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, the speed that we come up with stuff, and it just comes out. Anyway, I'm wittering on. Let's take some calls. Let's go. Uh, Chris will come to you in a second. Let's go to Lulu. Good evening, Lulu. Good evening. Good evening. Is this not, oh, yeah. the, it's not the actual... It's not the pop singer, Lulu, is it? No. Good. Good. Can't stand her. I can't shout anyway. <laughs> what can we do for you, Lulu? I, I was just ringing up because for the past two years I've just been laying there listening to you both, oh. trying to get to sleep, and I think you're up both oh. wonderful. Oh, I thought, I thought you were phoning up to complain. Saying, Will you please be quiet? I've not had sleep <laughs> for two years because of you Muppets. Oh, God, no. Button it. That, that's it. I stay awake, which is my problem. Oh, doesn't she sound like, um, um, who's the naughty lady who's not been very well recently? Came to our show in Bath. Carol. Oh, yeah. She, she sounds a, a lot like Carol. You sound, have, you, have you heard Carol? She's not called in for a while, Lulu. No, well, I probably have, actually. She sounds like her, doesn't she? Isn't that funny? Um, so is there anything you want, Lulu? Or you just want to phone up and be in our gang? Well, I want to be in your gang. You're in. And to mention, apparently, it's chat to a stranger day tomorrow chat to a stranger day only if you're over 18 years old guys well, we don't want know. any kids going up to strangers and chatting to them well it's it's just a, a anti-loneliness campaign okay. so they they were kind of saying that people even jump on buses just to strike conversations or oh, wow. people lonely and stuff so I thought, I'm going to have fun on the train tomorrow, on the way to Blackpool. Are, are you going to be the chatter, or the one that is chatted to? I am always the chatter. Really? You, you're a bit talkative? Well, I've been out of the, um... I've, I've been out of thorts lately, so oh, I don't sorry, go out dear. all that often. Yeah. So, so um, when, when I can strike up a conversation, I'll have one. Oh, good. And but you're in the right place for that, because up north, people will talk back to you. Here, they'll, they'll shuffle away var- very uncomfortably. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I've got an example of that. Um, I've, I moved down to Milton Keynes uh-huh. 36 years ago now, and um, I'm still looked on as a stranger. 
Oh, right, okay. You, that, that sounds just like my mum. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it was funny because uh, one of my friends was at the bus stop and we were going for a uh, test tube baby treatment at the time and wow. I was chatting to her about it and someone said, uh, she said to me, oh, your IVF treatment going then, Lou? So I said, oh, oh no, she said, how's your HIV treatment <laughs> going? <laughs> There you and go. The, the whole of the queue kind of took about three steps back. <laughs> and I went, it's going all right, love, but it's actually IVF treatment. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and they all stepped back. <laughs> so would you say, did it work, by the way, your, H- uh, your IVF treatment? Uh, no. Oh, no. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm no, sorry. I mean, it, it was years ago, yeah. and we saved up, and we thought... We'll kick ourselves if we don't try. Yeah, you got and, to go. And we just had one attempt because it was very pricey yeah. and, there, and there wasn't any free IVF treatment or anything. So but, would, you, um, would you say, Lulu, that you get lonely? I do. Yeah. I do. I mean, I, I did a few voluntary jobs and things like that, but some, sometimes I kind of get a bit knocked for six. I have a fatigue thing going on sometimes. Right, so. okay. So what I tend to do is sit at home and um, make silly hats and doodle. And I did the Heart for Manchester this year where where all of us crafters just made hearts and they hung them up for Manchester for the anniversary of um, the arena bombing. Yeah, 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 well done. That's brilliant. Oh, I love it, though. I mean, everybody says, oh, aren't you good and everything, but it's it's just so lovely to be part of something so beautiful, you know, like, so I'm happy with that. Right, we're going to, I want to, because not everyone knows the etiquette for starting up a conversation, you know, some people are a bit shy to do it. So just stay there. Keith? Hello. Hello, Keith. Oh, hello. Hi, hi, you two. Hi, Keith. Now, Keith, hello. Luke, right, you're sat on a um, you're sat on a train. Is is this sort of uh, an imagery thing? No, you're or? actually sat on the train. You're not 150 meters away from it. <laughs> you are sat on a train, and um, Lulu is uh, you're going to Blackpool, and Lulu's just about to sit down next to you. Okay. Right. Okay. Here we go. Hiya. I'll just move me newspaper out the way. How are you doing? Uh, uh, hiya, Lulu. You don't, I, you don't How do you know, know what her name is? Are you Psychic Sally? I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You're I'm thinking sal- about Act- some pro- programmes I'm trying to recommend. All right, well, don't do that. Act natural. So you just sat on a train, Keith, minding your own business, OK? Oh, OK. And I'm, I'm going to get this terribly wrong. I can feel it. And here we go. Hello. Oh yeah. Hello. Shall I move my newspaper out of the way so you can sit down? Uh, um, that, uh, well, if, if 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 you don't mind, if I'm not disturbing you. Oh no, you're not disturbing me. You're in oh, for a very very waffly ride, matey. Sorry. <laughs> I'm a chatterbox. Pleased to meet you. Oh yeah, yeah. Are you from Manchester, uh, Greater Manchester? No, 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 I'm from um, Blackpool originally. All right, yeah, yeah, not far from me. It's, it's nice, to, nice to speak to somebody so local. Oh, that's nice. I'm coming from Milton Keynes. Where, where are you coming from? Um, I'm coming from Manchester, down One to London. One of my favourite places in the world. Sorry? One of my favourite places in the world. That's good, that's good, yeah. Milton Keynes, it's a good... 
um, stop off place to um, get into London, you know, with, uh, with uh, train that, that, wise. That's about all it's got going for it, actually. You're right. It's very, <laughs> um, my, um, I met uh, my wife who was teaching in Milton Keynes some 20 odd years ago, and it is uh, the only. It felt sterile then. Well, it's it's all right. Once once you start to fit in, it's all right. Yeah, lots of roundabouts. I seem to remember. Yeah, lots of roundabouts and concrete. And not many people seem to be walking about. Oh, there are now because the bus fares uh, have gone up. Okay, but um, yeah, what we used to do was uh, if we went into London, you know, get the get the train into London rather than paying the higher fares. That was a long time ago. Nice one. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I hope I'm doing all right with this. I'll, clearly yes, I'm... you are. You, you're warming me up for tomorrow, so I'll be quite happy talking to anybody when I get on the train. Oh, that's good. So thank you very much. You take care. You too, Don. Hello. Poisoning. <laughs> Chatting? I don't know. Oh, right. <laughs> but, uh, sorry, I didn't, I didn't catch your name. Uh, Lulu. Oh, Lulu, right. Oh, well, Lulu, I'd just like to give you a couple of tips. Do, uh, do you enjoy TV, drama? Yes, I do, yes. Right, are, are you, um, do you... Do you have Sky? Uh, not at the moment, because the box is gone. Ah, right. <laughs> Um, well, when, it, when, it, when you get it fixed, look out for a series called Chernobyl. Oh, it's brilliant. I've watched the first one, so, yeah. We're oh, right, you watched, you watched it all, yeah, it's really... Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, yeah. Really? Uh, BBC-wise, not much good drama, but um, at the moment there's, um, there's one on um, called The Looming Towers. BBC Two on a Friday night. Oh, okay. I've been watching years and years. That's been fantastic. Yeah, well, have you seen the Looming Towers? No, no, but years and years is good if you can catch up with that. No, I've not seen that. Right. Oh, it's good. Well, Looming Towers, it's the um, last episode tomorrow, but it's the three years before 9-11. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw the previews. And um, the sort of juxtaposition between the CIA and the FBI. <sighs> Yeah, uh, connect this soundtrack a bit, heavy, isn't it? Yeah, but uh, but it's good TV, good Excellent. drama. Alec Baldwin has a small part. Oh, 
Uh, 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 hey, Daddy uh, only won't like uh, you, you saying uh, things like that. Uh, uh, <laughs> True, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's good. But Chernobyl, did you enjoy it? Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> Got to be careful. Chernobyl fall off. Um, um, Keith, thank you for those tips. Luli, thank you very much indeed. There we go. You can you can have conversations with strangers. Who knows where they're going to end? 0344-499-1000. This is Talk Radio. Take a trip into the alternate reality of Late Night Radio. I think I'm in something like The Matrix, and so are you. The Late Night Alternative. Hello, hello. With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there? On Talk Radio. Hello. What was the name of that TV show that Keith mentioned? It sounded quite good. What was it called? Chernobyl. Chernobyl. I've not heard. I've not heard of that. Is that new? I've not seen any. Not seen any publicity for that. No. And you would have thought. And, you know, was, Wish someone would tweet about it. What's it about? Um, it's about. Uh, an hour longer session, I think. Okay. All right. Fine. We'll have to check that out. Fantastic. Good evening, Chris. Hey guys, how you doing? Very, very well, Chris. Well, I'm hungry. If I'm honest, no, I'm not. I'm not hungry, Chris. I'm greedy. Oh, I'm greedy. That's, that's quite funny. I'm cooking right now. You, what, what are you cooking? Um, I'm making a Sunday roast. Um, my wife works until 12 o'clock at night, but Shut when up. she gets home, I no. like to greet her with a no. beautiful no. meal. So, yeah, I'm cooking a Sunday roast. Catherine. You can't be eating that at night time, no. No, no. Don't that, believe that's it. That's afternoon food. <laughs> Everyone knows that's afternoon food. Nighttime <laughs> food is like toast. And also, it's Sunday crisps. food. It's Sunday yeah. food. But roast in the week is not right. No. And uh, you're not. I need. Are you on Twitter, Chris? I, I was, and then I am, and then sort of, I, I, I use my browser, I've had to delete the app because I run out of space, but yes, I am. Tweet, you, tweet me a picture of you cooking that roast right now, Sam, because I don't believe you. I do not <laughs> believe you for one <laughs> second. No, it sounds, it sounds too extravagant. A roast dinner at midnight? No. No, no, yeah. no, no. What are you, some kind of pervert? <laughs> uh, what can I say? I enjoy good food. At midnight, you enjoy roast dinners? Yes. Well, um, we eat, we get up a bit later and eat a bit later due to uh, you know late work shifts. So uh, why not roast dinners? This uh, this dirty uh... pervert. <laughs> what noise is that? There's a train somewhere. I can't work out where it's from. Oh no, that's not a train. It's a dirty train. Hang on a minute. That's a, that's uh... what the hell? That's super threesome. <laughs> That's okay called, then. Super super threesome. It's, I think it's porn for the blind. Hang on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's. Uh, let's. I uh, don't want. Oh, hang on a minute. The computer's gone completely to cock. Let's have this. I like this. There we go. Right. What can we do for you, Chris? Uh, nothing really. Earlier, if you're feeling a bit bored and whatnot, you can call well, up and have well, a chat. Or, to, you know, feeling a bit lonely. Phoned up to complain. The show's not very good. I'm at home. No, I'm bored. Entertain me more. <laughs> I, I listen to the show. I will say, actually, I really enjoyed the show the other night when you sort of just, it was you and Kath just having a chat for an hour. That, oh, that was brilliant. So close to cutting you off so that you can experience it. Um, again, all oh, right. No, 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 no. All right, here we go. here's what we do. We, he's bored. We're going to entertain you. That's what we do. We are in, we're like Sammy Davis Juniors. We're here to entertain. Chris, do you fancy a game of the yes-no game? Let's go for it. I love it, because the game hadn't started then. You could have said your last yes. The game has started now. Do you want to say yes or no just to get it out of your system? I'm okay. You sure you're okay? Absolutely. What time does your missus get home? Uh, about half twelve. Oh, half twelve. What does she do? What does she do for a living that means she gets home so late? Uh, she's, uh, front of house in McDonald's. Oh, nice. Well, she want food when she gets home if she's been working with burgers. She eats at about six o'clock, so, um, yeah. 
Grace. He got all relaxed talking about his missus. That's what it was. This is the. This is the. I don't want to give away. He found my Achilles heel. Yeah, that woman. (laughs) Women is poison. Chuck chuck her dinner in the bin. She don't deserve (laughs) it. Women. Can you think we're going to play with Chris? Let's entertain him. We're entertainers. We're like Sammy Davis Juniors, as I've said. Let's entertain him. Play I Spy. There we go. Okay. Who's 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 going? He's going. Go on then, Chris. I Spy. What? I'm assuming. Are you still in the kitchen? Um, well, I have a, my kitchen sort of an L-shape attached to my living room, so I have I like two it. rooms at my disposal here. All right. Well, away you go, Chris. It's your I Spy. Okay. I Spy, with my little eye, something beginning with C. I love the fact that we've got the train sound effects, because this is what I would... I don't travel on the train too often with the boys, but this is exactly what we would be, be doing at this stage yes. of the journey. Something beginning with <laughs> C... Yeah. Cooker. Nope. Carpet. No. Siggies. Nope. Carrots. No. Cheese. No. Colander. Nope. Oh, I was really sure it was colander. Mm. Couch. Nope. Coffee. Nope. Cush. Nope. Did you say bush? Cushions. Cushions. No. Um. Come on, guys, you can do this. Oh, he's getting cocky lucky! Clock. Milk. Cock. No. Okay, just wonder, maybe he's a nude cook. I am the naked chef. Yes. (laughs) CD player. No. Calendar. No. Is it inside your house or outside your house? Are you looking through a window? It's inside my house. Inside your house, okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Closet. Cupboard. No. Chest of drawers. Carpet. I said carpet. Uh. Just no. A, okay. No. 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 Hmm. I, I hate Cabinet. this game. Cabinet. Hmm. No. Cupboard. I just said it's that. It's not a piece of furniture. Uh-huh. Cat. No. Well, well I do have them, but they're, they're in the bedroom. Okay. All right. Okay. How many cats have you got? Three. Oh, three's the magic number, I've decided. Are they all related, or are they all... Yeah, they're, they're three brothers. Uh, one's all ginger, one's black and white, and one's ginger and Beautiful. white. And the black and white and ginger and white have got exactly the same markings. Wow. Ginger and white, that's an unusual... Uh... It's sort of like um, striped ginger and white. He's patchy like the black one. You know the Felix cat? Okay, We've got one okay. Look- okay. We've got one that looks like that, and the one that's got like the ginger stripe and okay. the black all right. All right. How old are they? Uh, they're all about eight. No, so it's all right. So they're about just under halfway. Yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to bring death into this. Uh, oh this no! That, well, their, mo- their mother um, only passed a few years ago, and she oh, was yeah. twenty-four, I think. How old? Twenty-four. Bloody hell! I thought you were old. Yeah, was they old. actually. Um, my, they were my wife's um, cats, and um, her, her mother was um, actually uh, given to the family because um, somebody they had a vet friend. And somebody had shoved her through the letterbox into the uh, mailing cage, and the My vet didn't know what to do with God. her, so they adopted her when aye, she was a kitten. And aye, aye, yeah, aye. that's not that's not good. I've just seen uh, our friend Dan, friend of the show. I've just retweeted it. His, his their cat is old and is ill and has got to be put down, and they haven't got the money to pay for the. You know, the, to have, him, have yeah. the cat put down and to keep to keep the ashes. You want to keep the ashes. So it, it, I've just retweeted a little GoFundMe. They're not looking for much, a few quid. I've popped a couple of quid in the in the hat. If you can, you can, because cats is family. Anyway, this is, stop this diversion, Chris. <laughs> God damn it. Come on, then, guys. Ah, is it? Yeah, you, you should know this. Think, think something that your boys are into. Oh. 
crackers? C. C that they're into. Chess, they're intellectuals. Well, they're into, no. they're into video I games. I actually have a chess set in front of me Shut as well, up, but I'm no. showing off, don't care. Don't tell me, don't tell me, don't, <laughs> no, and then say, but I've got one, all right? My boys... I, I was looking at it when you said it. <laughs> my boys are into something beginning with C. Well, they're very young, so that narrows it down a little bit. Um, it's a very big thing that I'm, I, I enjoy too, so I'm pretty sure you enjoy it. Every, you know, it, it, it's a very prevalent thing right now. Po- Pokemon? With a C. Pokemon? <laughs> no. I give up. What is it? Comic book. Cut him off. Next 20 minutes on the train. He's gone. He's gone. That guy's gone. That guy's gone. He's not, that guy is a, is, a, is a chancer and a faker and a heartbreaker and I will not be... Um, I feel sorry for his cats. I feel sorry for everybody involved. In that situation, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, um, within the first hour of its opening day, Universal Florida's latest Harry Potter roller coaster. Have you seen this story? I saw the headline, but I didn't. I don't know what it's. Has about. amassed a staggering ten-hour wait time. <gasps> As thousands have descended on the park on Thursday in search of a magical thrill, so you get those things. If if it's if it's if it's you know you get those markers. They, it'll be thirty minutes from this point. I'll probably stick around for that. Forty-five minutes. I, I, I will say to the boys, look, let, maybe let's come back later on. Let's find something that's a little less popular. Ten hours. Yeah, no, get no, a no. life. Get a life. Yeah. Get a life. This is why I hate theme parks. Why can't they just let you have a theme park on your own for the day? Why can't they do that? I mean, we had that when we went to um, Paulton's Park because it was, wasn't half term for everyone else and the weather was lousy. We had the theme park to ourselves. Beautiful. I don't mind getting wet and freezing cold. See, here's the problem. If you've got a Harry Potter ride that's just opening in America, forget it. Forget it for the first year because yeah. it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah. I would hang on until Harry Potter has become a thing of the past and then you might get a ride. Taking two years. Don't, don't smirk because you said get a ride and that could, that's, could be an innuendo. You're smirking. I'm not smirking. You are, you're looking arrogant. You're looking cocky, actually. Good. What's gone into you? Oh, it's because we had your friend Katie here. My, right, fr- my friend, it. yeah. Yeah, yeah, your friend. I got the vibe. I got the vibe. She was very polite. I got the vibe. She's dead to me. <laughs> um, have you got her phone number? Yeah. Can I have it? I'll ask her. Taking two years and more than 300 million bucks to build, Hagrid's Magic Creatures motorbike. Oh, it sounds awful. In Universal's Island of Adventure, promises to take parkgoers on an otherworldly mile-long adventure through the famed Forbidden Forest. They spelt forest wrong. How they spell it? Double R. Yeah. Idiots. Uh, they're thinking of um, Forest Whitaker. Forest Gump. Forest Whitaker. All right. Let's play Forest Poker. But that's it. No, it's Forest Whitaker. Sherwood Forest. Black Forest. New Forest. Black Forest Gatto. Forest Gump. Knott's Forest. <laughs> uh, oh, this... Forbidden Forest. Oh, this is good. Okay, okay, okay. Um, um, is in the night garden set in a forest? No. Okay, okay. It's in a night garden. Okay. Luke Haynes has done some pictures, and I really want to buy one. It's 99 quid. 
Let me read you these these paintings. Luke Haynes, a friend of the show. I really want to buy one. I'm a bit skint at the moment, but I'm I'm looking at them and I might I might treat myself right. These are great. Uh, these are absolutely great. So he's done some paintings right, of people in the night garden. <laughs> you can tell he's got a small child. So the one I've got my eyes on is the monkeys in the night garden. Show me. It's brilliant. It's, gen- it's funny and it's genuinely brilliant. Lemmy in the night garden, Hawkwind in the night garden, and Lou Reed in the night garden. <laughs> They're brilliant. Go to lukehaneshop.bigcartel.com. They're absolutely brilliant. And I'm, um, I'm, 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 I'm eyeing up. I'm eyeing up. Oh, I'm going to buy it. Just show me going to buy it. I'm just going to buy the monkeys in the night garden. I'm buying it now. Hey, guys, this is happening. This is happening now. This is live. I oh, got to fill in stuff. Uh, Just tweet him and say Bagsy. Bags, Bagsy, Bagsy, Bagsy. Forest. Um, oh, the Red Forest. Oh, it's the Red Sea, isn't it? Oh no. Um, forest. Sp- spooky forest. Come on. Oh, the forest in Centre Parks. It's not a forest, mate. I'm out of forests. Rainforest? Ooh. Rainforest Cafe. Oh, okay. We're back in. Right, Rainforest Cafe. Okay. Uh, you can't have Rainforest because you've done that already. You'll go. Um, yes, mate. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm winning now. Now I'm winning. New Forest Ponies. Oh, new forest. No, I've already done the new forest. Um, Charles, have you got any, any forests? Uh, forest Gump, has he come up yet? We, yeah. it, it was the second one we did, mate. Okay, uh, uh Forest of, um, Sherwood. <laughs> is that the same, and this is a technical question, is that the same as Sherwood Forest? I think so, yeah. We've done it. We've done that one. Did you call in for I've anything else? I've got one. Go on. Forest of Dean. Um, okay, I'll let you have that one. the new forest. Done it. We've done it! I didn't hear it, so I'm at a disadvantage here. What can we do for you, Charles? Because you're you're not doing very well at forest poker. I heard you say that three cats was your ideal number. Yeah. I, um, I was trying to convince you that four was a good idea. Ooh, we're getting, now, I'm not averse to getting a fourth cat. At some point, I'd love a little little kitten. I've done my part for the rescue community. I've had three. Re- I've got three rescue cats. I've got them. I've, I've got them. Yeah. And I'm kind of thinking a little itsy bitsy baby kitten would. Oh. Go on, t- tell me about your four. Uh, well, you see, because we've got two old ones and two little ones, it, it means that it's like a family unit. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, because you get them on like a family ticket to the cinema and stuff. <laughs> Are, two adults, two kids. Yeah. Are any of them related? The, the, the little ones are. Okay. I think they're brothers, yeah. Okay. Do, do the adults like the kittens? They do. They actually, they took a while to warm up to them, but they uh, eventually they get along with them now. Do the, the do the, when they say they get along with them, do they like all kind of hang out together, or do the two elder ones it, stay together? The evening, do. They do. Yeah. Isn't that funny? They, they come together on the couch. Oh. Wow, that you're lucky, yeah. man. And how old are the oldies? Um, ooh, um, I think they'll be like uh, late teens. Late teens. The cat. Yeah. Uh, all right, all right. I think right, I'm going to stick with this, Charles. 
Three is the magic number for cats. Yep. Four is four is um, is like living in ultimate cat luxury, but five is just five is just weird, right? Uh, it, I think as long as you can afford to feed them, I don't think there's a limit to how many. Isn't cats it expensive? Are. God, my <laughs> God! Do your cats go outside to the toilet, or do you need to get litter? Uh, no litter anymore. They're passed out. Yeah. Yeah, litter, litter costs a fortune. Pet food, cat food costs an absolute fortune. And that, yeah. every night I've, I've been home this week, Charles, I've come home and there has been a disembodied, dismembered creature on my nice new rug in my office. Last night, the rug was co <laughs> I sent Kath a video. The rug is covered in feathers. There were two legs there and like some yeah. red, a bit of red mush. Oh, dear. Disgusting. But that was a present. Yeah. That was a present. That was... Uh, yeah, they think they're big loving, don't they? Yeah. Charles, thank you very much indeed. I appreciate that. I'm going to say Philippa Forrester. Then we're going to take a break. I've seen Twitter too. Oh, three, four, five. Thought of it myself. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of... It was the summer of 79. I met a boy on the scene in the Lower East Side. He was scribbled words on the walls, spray painted the town. Hip hop, punk rock, bottoms upside down. Yeah, the price was burning and the city was turning in its grave. Beats were breaking, bomb D train scraping through the tunnel to the fright of day. It was the same, 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 the curtain, final act, Patty Smith. Compact disc was obsolete. Boredom is the birthplace of creativity. He stayed in his bedroom with his MacBook Pro. 9-11's great recession dwarfed the planet Pluto. Stop interest, raise the risk for mainly blacks and Latinos. He was a content creator who blew up on IG. Hashtag fame, internet celebrity. Made a million dollars mining cryptocurrency. And the world was trolling for America to become great again. Guns were pulling, Kanye West was running for president.
Hopla, man. What an honour to ha- call her a friend when she's churning out stuff like this. Churning. I know she works hard, but... That's the new song, Samo, from Imani. There's a new album coming out. She's coming on the show at some point, as I think is Ronnie Spector at some point. At some point. Oh, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You know how the show works. Oh, set it up. Let's set it up, shall we? It's midnight. We might have got some new listeners. It's kind of midnight. And um, we just sit here, me and Catherine Boyle. She's coming back in a second. And we just sit and we um, we just chat. Nonsense, mainly. We do silly stuff. It's the kind of... The, the, our friend Dave, regular um, contributor to the show uh, on, on the phone and on Twitter... Dave tweeted a, uh, uh, I mentioned that I'd, I'd, I'd made a comment about how people were reacting to this, this whole Joe Brand thing. It's not really a news story, but we're told it's a news story. So people think it's a news story. It's not a news story. It's not. It's nothing. And, um, and Dave said this, Dave, I'm going to paraphrase Dave because I can't be bothered to look for it is what I'm saying. He, he posted something along the lines of, there's so many people just looking, to be unhappy and looking for hate and looking to magnify hate and looking to be miserable and make other people miserable. Why can't we just have tweets and news where we like celebrate stuff and we share stuff to make people happy? You know, most phone in radio is to make you angry and scared and self-righteous and indignant and, and frustrated and and, and all of these things. But this show, what I'm trying to say is this show is not that. This show is to celebrate life. It's to celebrate art. It's to introduce you to some new TV shows and movies and music and ways of thinking that might work for you. Or you might choose to reject them. And that's fine as well. But we are presenting you with opportunities which other radio shows on this station and on other stations do not present you with. That's, that's about fair enough, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. So it's like my Twitter feed, I try to keep it light and I try to keep it yep. positive. Yep. And so if I share something with you, it's because I think it's worth, it's, it might be worth your time. You might like it. Yeah. Because I like it. Now, one thing I don't like, one thing I really dislike is when people phone up this show and I like a good competition. I like a good quiz. I love a good quiz. What I don't like is when people phone up the show with a made-up quiz where it's stacked against you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, can you name ten things beginning with B? And you go, yeah. brick, and they go, no. Yeah. So I don't like those things. No. Let's go to Nelly. Good evening, Nelly. Um. Oh. Yeah, good evening, Ian. Good evening, Cal. Hey, Nelly. Nelly's back from Greece. Nelly's back from Greece. He had Suvlaki. Oh, I, oh, I, I could, what can rhyme with Suvlaki? Oh. Now he's backy. Um. Okay, Quite yeah. Wacky. Sorry? Quite wacky. Okay. Nelly's back from Greece. Nelly's back from Greece. He had Suvlaki. Now he's backy. Having fish and chips. Oi! No, something cheese. Having mushy peas. Yes. Hey, I went to the doctors today. It's not a joke. Because I got a letter, Nelly, a few weeks ago saying, you are now old. You're between 45 and 70. You can come in for your free health check. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to have that. I'm going to claim that. I don't think I pay NI. I don't think I do. Yeah, no, of course I do. I've never seen a bill for national insurance. But anyway, I pay taxes. 
So I thought I'd have it. So I went in for the blood tests, and I was weighed and all that. She buggered up pulling the needle out. Oh, you no. saw the bruise. You yes. saw the bruise on the arm when she pulled the needle out. And then I went back today to get the results. And I thought, can't they do your prostate now from blood tests? I heard that that was I think they can. possible, yeah. I think they can. So I thought I was going in for a full old... I thought this was the... I did think this was the finger up the bum, or they won't be doing that, they'll have done it, the prostate, with the blood tests. Mm-hmm. Right. It wasn't. All it was, was they told me what I weighed... Bit hot, was it? Very. All they did... Cathy's had a bit of tea and winced. They told me what I weighed and said I was nine kilos heavier than I should be. Which is all right. That's all right. You can get rid that. of that one. That my cholesterol was good. My bad cholesterol was good. And my good cholesterol was a little low. And then they asked me some questions about family and stuff. And because my dad had had a heart attack at 50, they said, okay, well, you are at 7% chance of, of having a heart attack early, right? Right. No, no, no. Listen to this. And your heart, you're 46, your heart is the heart of a 53-year-old. I said, right, what happens if you take my dad's heart attack out of it? He said, why would we do that? I said, well, my dad was massively overweight when he had a heart attack and he smoked 80 cigarettes a day. That's one after the other. That's chain smoking all day, right? He said... I suspect that maybe his heart attack was more to do with his weight and his fags than it being a genetic thing. So they took that out. She says, well, we'll have a look. They took that out. Suddenly, I'm down to, I think it was a 3% chance of a heart attack with people my age and with my weight and BMI. What is this? Like a girl's world quiz? <laughs> was it and A, B and C? And then my was- heart, I had the heart... Bearing in mind I'm 46, yeah. went down from 53 to 47. And I'm happy, and she said, she said, here's what you need to do to get that heart age down even more. She said, do you eat cheese? I said, yes. How often? Every day. She said, you've got, you got to cut back on your cheese. I said, you can get stuffed. I'm not, I'm not cutting back on my cheese. So, I'm 46, my heart is showing as, as that of a 47-year-old, uh, and you want me to stop eating cheese? Nah. Just nah. Not gonna happen. Who's going to be looking at your heart anyway? Not going to happen. I'm not, I would never get so intimate with someone that I'd let them see inside my heart. So, Nelly, it, they didn't tell me if I um, uh, prostate, didn't tell me about prostate, didn't tell me anything like that. It felt to me, and they gave me some leaflets, which are on the floor of my car and will be on the floor of my car for six months until I throw them away. It felt like, Nelly, a waste of time. A, a what? A W-O-T. Well, they just tell you stuff that you already know, don't they? So, you know, the cholesterol like, yeah, I was quite yeah. interested in, but yeah. I know I know I know I'm a little bit overweight. I know I, I had a big talk about how I needed to do more exercise. Yeah, I know I need to do more exercise. I'm inactive. I know that, but I thought it was going to be like the cancers and the, all of that. How do I get Nelly? How do I get someone to put their finger up my bum? Oh my God. Well, yeah, a medical course, person. A medical person, please. Yeah. Uh, okay. I was just going to just just put it out there on the on the, on the show. And oh see God. That, do you know what? I suspect there would be a, quite a high um, people taking me up on that offer if uh, if uh, I did put that on Twitter. Uh, like how a do human I, pencil topper. How do I? Because I don't really like this doctors I'm at. I don't like the vibe there. 
I don't like the... There is, is a bit of a snooty vibe. It's a snooty vibe, isn't it? And, and how... Can I phone up and say I want my... I want my, my Less attitude, please. No. With my medical care. I want my, my prostate checked. Can you do that, Nelly? How old are you, Nelly? What are you, 36? Wow. How do you know that? Did I get it right? That's exactly right, yeah. Because I can do it, man. I can do it. I can do it from the voice. And it amazes me every time. If I'm that, more than two years out, I'm, I'm not interested. But 36, okay. That so, was crazy. So you're some way off. Wow. Honestly, I can do it from the voice. And Kathy's not even impressed by it anymore because I do it all the time. Um, you're some way off having to worry about the old prostate. But I would like to get it checked out. Maybe if I put it on Periscope, someone could, like, someone could have a look for me. I think you can just say, well, I've got a, I think there's something going on in my, whatever, area. Bumhole? Yeah. Don't be afraid to say it, that's what it is. It's the medical term. Wrexham. Uh, Wrexham? It's in not in Wrexham, no, I don't live in Wrexham, I live near Aylesbury, but okay. Uh, pipe, something. Yes? Just ask about it, I've got something, I think there's something going on in there. Could I have that checked? I would have thought doctors said, yeah, go on then. Okay, all right, let's, uh... Okay. Okay. Well, I, if anyone knows how I can get a doctor to examine my um, bum, um, uh, consensually, obviously, obviously, I don't want to just you know go in, walk in and drop it. Drop trowel. Um, oh, what, what was that really cool song? Um, it's uh, it's same O by it's same O by Imani Coppola. It's her new single, her new single, go buy it and support the artist. Thank you, Neil. Now, Nelly, what, what did you call him for? Well, obviously my holiday, um... Oh, he's come to was, show off was, about his holiday. Well, no, no, not, well, well... Yes. All, it was, it was all-inclusive. Now, with my work thing... Oh, yeah. That was, I mean, I started off pretty well... Because breakfast, first morning to breakfast, yeah. you know, I thought, well, get a bit of, bit of uh, muesli, bit of eggs, that'll do me. But as the holiday went on, just, it sort of worse and worse. How long was the holiday? A week or two weeks? Just over a week. Okay. I think, I think for holidays, you, you, you can, you know, I, I think holidays you kind of have to let go a bit, don't you? Yeah, well... That's part the of the experience. The last breakfast, last, I mean, got, as I say, got progressively worse. Yeah. Last breakfast, I had five bowls of rice pudding. Sorry? Did we have it there? Sorry? Yeah, in Greece, they have, like, rice pudding there. Oh, the rice pudding, I know my mother-in-law used to make it. Man alive, that is, Sorry. uh, because that ain't like, that ain't, um, like, rice pudding we get in tins over here. That stuff is divine. It's just pure cream and... Yeah, I've not used any rice in it, it's just, just, just cream, I think, and a bit of cinnamon. Filth. Lovely. But okay. Also, on the old day as well, there was, um, it was like there was a spa in the hotel. Yeah. And because I'm all inclusive, you get like a free a voucher for a free massage, 15 oh, minute massage. Beautiful. Wife wasn't bothered, so I thought, well, I might see what this is about. There's a couple of letters from the spa just sort of trying to sell stuff, trying yeah. to get people to go there. I thought, oh, well, it could be, might as well, it's free, might as well use it. Yeah, of course. So, free massage, so never turn that down. So I went up, uh, said, oh, I've got a bit of neck and shoulder, back, probably, I could do with a massage focus on that. So I said, oh, yeah, yes, come, come up uh, in the afternoon. So I went up in the afternoon. Yeah. They showed me to the room, said, oh, well, you, you wait in there, and 
your therapist will be there in a minute and a second. So they're in shorts, and a bloke walk, where I walked in. Yeah. Oh. Uh, which I wasn't expecting. See, he wasn't, I hadn't seen him at all. See, I'm but more embarrassed, I'm more embarrassed when it's a woman. I'm, I'm not embarrassed at all when anyone massages me now. But I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm used to be more embarrassed when it was a woman doing it. You see, I've only had a massage a couple of times before, and it was a woman both times, and it was just, it was nice. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was lovely. Um, don't know, I just thought it was a bit, uh, I mean, look at it. So, got on the, the, the table, face down. Yeah. And, um... Got a boner. Sort of, uh, boner straight away. Well, this, this is the thing, right? Oh, he did! Flippin' yeah, Nelly! He got a boner! This is, well, right, you know when the massager and the, at the head end... So you of what? So your, 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 above your neck. Down. Suddenly there were three hands touching you. <laughs> no, so I'm, so I'm face down. Yes. There's the head end. Yeah. And a sort of... Stop saying head end. ...doing the back. And they're sort of leaning over a bit. Yeah. But I think, I think what touched me was... Oh. He had like a robe on. I think it was like there was a knot. On oh his, my God. I mean, wow. I think it was that. <laughs> but, um, but this also, is he, me. beautiful. He did a bit on my legs as well, and he said, oh, that they are very tight calves, very tight. So he, he was, there was a bit of compliment there. Where, where was, was he from? I have no idea. <laughs> Greece, I presume. <laughs> he looked like, um, if they, he looked like um, that, uh, isn't it, Sean Williamson. Yeah. All oh, right, Barry, yeah, Barry from uh, EastEnders. The Night Fever. He looked like him. And um, he was very friendly, and... Uh, he said, oh, you, you need more, I wonder the voice, you need more work on your neck and your back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course and he said that, because that one wouldn't be free. Well, yeah, but like, I think, you know, the, 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 the two lasses who were like, outside waiting, obviously, to sort of sell me more yeah. stuff. You know, they had me, so, well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go on then, I'll, they gave me a good deal. So I went back. Sucker, this guy's a sucker. This guy's yeah. a sucker. I've got, I got a bridge I can sell you, Nelly, in a minute, but go on. Mm -hmm. I, I went back and when, I, when he sort of greeted me, he did have quite quite a unnaturally big smile on his face. Oh, um, well, the Greeks invented it, of course. Yeah, yeah, it was just. Uh, I so don't know. You, you left your wife, and you're now living in Greece. You're a very sensual man. Don't be ashamed. I mean, it was it was nice. I mean, I think his hands were too big. I've, got, I've just booked a fella to come around my house and uh, give me one on Monday. He's gonna he's gonna batter me. Hopefully, he's just gonna because honestly, my back is killing me. So I've just got this guy to come around. I'm always self conscious, Nelly, when I have women massage me. That I want them to know that I am. I'm not. I don't say woke. I'm waking, and that I am not there for sexual satisfaction. I am there yeah. for massage, and I respect their art. So I make lots of noises oh that are not sexual, that are obviously not sexual noises. So what kind of noises? Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> oh, yes, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's hitting the spot. That's it. Yeah. Oh! Ah! Yes, that feels good in a non-sexual way! That's how I do I it, Nelly. I just, I, just, I just had to stay quiet, because I just, I don't know, I just don't know what to say. It sounds like, I don't you, know it sounds like you're being abused or something. I just kept quiet, kept my eyes closed and prayed for it to finish as quickly as I possibly could. 
But well, we did, you see, the second one I went on was like, it was a back, neck and scalp massage. That's how it was advertised. Yeah. But, I mean, let's look at, let's just say it also included, I'm going to say a third of the arse. What? Like, sort of, no, right, you mean the top of the buttocks. The top of the buttocks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. He didn't, he uh, didn't, it wasn't an internal God, massage. If his neck and shoulder, though, he shouldn't be touching that, should he? It's all connected. Neck, shoulder and back. It's all connected. It's all co- Nearly, I think you just need to loosen up a little bit. I think you need to relax. Just let it happen. Uh, it's all natural. The Greeks invented it. Uh, it's all natural. Just go for it. Go with the flow. Enjoy yourself. Have a great time. That's what I plan to do on Monday. I've got a guy called Alan who's going to come around and give me a good old seeing to. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. So, um, we get these videos for the show and it really helps if you retweet them or share them on Facebook when you get them because it really helps the show. The one that's got everyone um, upset on the Talk Radio Facebook page is, is um, the one about speakerphones. Oh, God. Still going. Still going. Uh, guy who's on speaker... You know we don't like speakerphones on her. I think it's the worst thing we can do. <coughs> yep, I do. Catherine's so upset. Look, she's dying. She's dying as a protest. <coughs> okay. So the video's up there, and the Talk Radio Facebook page is not a good place to go. You might as well be the talk sport one, if you know what it I mean. It is... Oh, it's that. Of course it's not soundproof. We can hear the guy up there. It is full of thickos, racists... Mm-hmm. Tommy Robinson supporters, and just idiots. Let's just say, they're not our people. No. But I'm getting really... I'm feeling a bit um, indestructible at the moment, so I'm enjoying winding them up. Okay, and when I don't feel indestructible, I back away, but I'm enjoying this. So this video's there. Let me read out some of the new comments. We read some the other day. Twelve hours ago, David Cunningham has posted. Cunningham is interesting. What a condescending... Has he used the C word? Yeah, he's written it. My reply. My word. What awful language. Delete your account. <laughs> Luke McAvoy. What a dick that presenter is. What business is it... Oh, this is my favourite one, because this has got science in it. Well, tell you what, it's literally our business. What business is it of his how we hold our phones? I'll hold my phone however the F I like. He's just written F. I prefer not to have a radioactive device... And by the way, his... his Badges. I voted Brexit Party. I prefer not to have a radioactive device so close to my brain and generally always use speakerphone. Here's the science. Incidentally, now I don't know if this is true or not, could you fact check this for me? I think I know, but maybe maybe I've missed something. Incidentally, phone providers actually advise holding the phone a certain distance from your ear... To reduce the risk of radiation exposure. Okay. If it's that strong <laughs> that it's going to get you there, what makes you think that having it within a metre of your body will be any safer? I replied, Luke, it would appear your brain has been fried already, madam. You are rude and selfish in everything that is wrong with this country. Go home. You're drunk. Which he probably was, actually. Um, Steve Palmer wrote, what a mo- This is my favourite reply. 0344 499 by the way. Steve Palmer. What a moron. Not had his morning latte, I guess. My reply. You've not had your afternoon tug. He replied. Well played, Ian. Well played. You've got to respect that. 
You've got to respect that. Gary then comes in. Big man, except when in the jungle and sobs like a baby. Oh. No need to humiliate callers. These are all people that support free speech. I would imagine if I clicked on their profiles, it would be pro, uh, free speech. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. The caller wasn't humiliated. They, they were laughing. But My reply on. is, no need to use speakerphone. It is worse than spitting in the face of policemen or pissing in the street. Oh. Gary has replied, knife crime on streets, democracy being robbed, and your beef is a poor guy used a speakerphone Tap on the wrist and then move on. I've replied, it could be argued speakerphone usage is worse than all of those things. Think about that, Buttercup. And um, so on and so on and so on it goes. Can't find anything about phones. Right. Uh, almost as if it's simply not true. I do love it. Don't, don't go on. Uh, this isn't reverse psychology, right? I genuinely I don't care what you do. Just be careful if you go on the talk. I, I, I was a member of the talk radio page and then I just left it because I was just getting so much darkness in my feed, you know, pro-Tommy stuff and all of this stuff, which is not my vibe at all. Um, but I am enjoying go Every time they post one of my videos on there, I share it on my page, facebook.com slash Ian Lee. Um, and, uh, and, and then I just go, I just go and, um, I just go and troll them because they're so easy to wind up because they're so thick. Um, American Cancer Society, that this is something I would trust, right? Yeah. RF waves given off by cell phones don't have enough energy to damage DNA directly or heat body tissues. Because of this, it's not clear how cell phones might be able to cause cancer. Most studies done in the lab have supported the idea that RF waves do not cause DNA oh. damage. Some scientists have reported that RF waves from cell phones produce effects in human cells that might possibly help tumours grow. However, several studies in rats and mice have looked at whether RF energy might promote the development of tumours caused by other known carcinogens. These studies did not find evidence of tumour promotion. So, there is not... Phone companies are not saying you should hold the phone a certain distance away from you like that gentleman, like a, a bloke who voted Brexit. I'm not saying he's easily misled not saying that he just, you know, believes stuff he reads on the internet, but not, but like he said. Here's, here's the studies in humans. Uh, studies had mixed results. In most studies, patients with brain tumours do not report more cell phone use overall than the controls. This finding is true when all brain tumours are considered as a group or when specific types are considered. Most studies do not show a dose-response relationship, which would be a tendency for the risk of brain tumours to be higher with increasing cell phone use. This would be expected if cell phone use caused brain tumours. Most studies do not show that brain tumours occur mo more often on the side of the head where people hold their cell phones. This might also be expected if cell phone use caused brain tumours. Some studies have found a possible link. For example, several studies published by the same research group in Sweden have reported an increased risk of tumours on the side of the head where the cell phone was held, particularly with 10 or more years of use. It's hard to know what to make of these findings because most studies by other researchers have not had the same results and there is no overall increase in okay. brain tumours in Sweden during the years that correspond to these I reports. think we get the idea that the guy is speaking of. Anyway, if you want to join in the fun, i tell you what I'll do, is how do I link, I don't think you, here's the thing with Facebook, you can't just share a link to, like we can with Twitter, to that comment. That, that post, that yeah. That post. Um, I'll, well, anyway, go, go, and, go and scroll down and find the video and join in, it's fun, but I, I would really warn against, um, 
joining the page. Right, quick break. When we come back, let's have a look at the papers. Let's talk some more. Let's talk the talk. Walk the walk. Betty Boo doing the do. Wow. Yes. After hours amusement for anarchists, air hostesses, and jet lagged antipodeans. Goodbye, Cobbers. Can I crash on your floor? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 344 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. We've got no calls lined up. Good calls tonight, though. Really good. Really good calls tonight. Thank you, everybody. It's appreciated. Boyley, what have you got? A boss, a top insurance firm, has been suspended after joking about his colleague's glazed ring. Oh, now, because that could be interpreted as either a donut or a bumhole. Yeah. Okay, I get that. That's not that's not good. James Conley bought Krispy Kreme donuts into the office at Global Marine and Energy Speciality, uh, Guy Carpenter, to celebrate his birthday. Here's the thing. They need to... Guy Garvey from Elbow. No. They need to make Krispy Kreme illegal. Oh, that's okay. They need to make it illegal. Because you can, you can down like three of those without even thinking about it. Sometimes on payday, if I'm feeling celebratory, I might buy one of those big boxes full and take them home, right? Yeah. And they last, wow. they last, they're supposed to last quite a, lo- a quite a long time, a few oh. days, because the girls will have a couple and, you know, people will ha- have a couple. But oh, I can never just have one. Which, I, I like the ones, the lemon cheesecake, like custard. I'll eat any. Yeah. I like the ones with the custard in best, if I'm honest. And remember, when I was a kid, here's the thing, when I was a kid, donuts you'd get were freshly fried at uh, the market, and they were bloody horrible. They were nice when they were hot. No, they weren't. They were cheap. What are they made with? Fat? Batter. Uh, fat, cheap fat batter. But what's the stuff that a donut is made of? It's not it's made of batter. It's made of batter. No, it's not. That's the stuff that goes round it. What is the no, stuff it's made of? It's... What is the stuff... Oh, don't get me started, young lady. It is made of batter. What? And the outside what fries... is the stuff that a donut is made of? It can't be batter. It is. It can't... That Stop is what... dinging that. It doesn't change the facts. But you're the fact! You're thinking of pancakes. I'm not. Yes, you are. What? Shouting's not going to make it different. What? They're made of dough. They're and nuts. of batter. Stop saying that. I'm doing the Pavlov thing here. I'm training you so that every time you say that donuts are made of batter, batter. You, get a be- you get a bell and that will eventually put you off saying it because it, you find the bell so annoying. I don't. I can do this all night. Oh, shit! I've been working, with you. been working with you for five years. I have he quite a high tolerance. rang the bell and the dogs came and ate food. They associated the bell with good times. <laughs> Got the science wrong. And you know what the food is made of? Batter. Stop it! Tell your story. In an email it's Rory, to... Rory, Rory, tell us a story. In an email to colleagues, the divorced dad wrote, There are donuts on Alf's desk, as it's my birthday today. I hope people like Krispy Kremes. I know Soraya enjoys a glazed ring. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not commenting on her a- a-hole. That's just saying she likes licking out an a-hole. That's not... Read the headline again. This is misleading. Because the headline made it imply he was talking about her a-hole. Top boss suspended over Krispy Kreme joke about female colleagues' glazed ring. Well, no, it's not. I wasn't talking about her glazed no, wasn't ring. No, he talking about glazed He's talking about the glazed ring she likes to chow down on. Yeah. Well. Okay, well, this is really interesting. However, Soraya Fausi hit back in a furious retort, the Sun reports. Okay. This is absolutely, totally unacceptable, James, she wrote in an email. Oh! Oh, no! What? Oh, no! What? Oh no, so oh no, someone's just sent me something. What? 
the donut is a fried ring or globule of sweet dough. Batter. Boom! Batter. Boom! Batter. It's dough. It's it's from how donuts are made. Dot com. No, it's not. It's dough. It's dough. It's dough. This is incredible. This is the best day of my life. It's dough. The donut. And it, I was so upset because I didn't want to. I didn't want to do this to you. You're my best mate. I don't want to. I don't want to humiliate you on radio. That's the last thing I ever want to do. The donut is a fried ring. I've had one of them before. Or globule of sweet dough that is either yeast le- leavened or chemically leavened. The dough is mixed and shaped, dropped into hot oil and fried and glazed. Jam-filled donuts are called Bismarck's. I don't know if this page is real. Um, yeah, we go. You've been totally destroyed, mate. You've been totally destroyed. Okay. You're totally destroyed. <coughs> Katie Puckrick wouldn't do that. No, this no, is totally unacceptable. Because Katie, Katie Puckrick is, is American layback, Californian vibe. I'm from Slough, she's where from, we do she's things from properly. Washington. She's from California, USA, America. Yeah, it's the same place. This is absolutely totally unacceptable, James. She wrote in an email. There are limits to jokes you can send at work, copying in all colleagues, and this is extremely rude and offensive. Please note this will be followed to HR. Happy birthday. HR. Now, what's that? Hard, uh, what does that stand for? Human resources. Okay, I thought it was a sexual innuendo. I do apologise. Now, Mr... Too much into this story. Now, Mr... Com- he's been suspended for it. I have. When? He has. Good. Sorry? Well, they investigate the remark. Good, rightfully so. I'm on, I would like to, um, send you to ER. Wow. You're threatening me now over batter. Only to, with, only with, uh, sorry, HR. Uh, send you to HR because you've. This is the problem. You're like um, Nigel Farage and Boris Johnson in that you talk absolute bollocks that is dangerous mm. and is demeaning and puts mm. this country at risk. Mm. And yet, when you are given the facts, you did de- you deny them. You just deny them. You just deny them. You Google it. It's made of dough. Well, Lulu's just got in touch with me and said it's batter. Well, Lulu is an idiot. Lulu is an I idiot. I mean, if you look at the if you look at the ingredients, it's it's, it's, it's dough. It's batter. It's actually dough. It's a batter. It's a dough. It's a batter. It's actually a dough. It's a batter, though. It's not. It's a. It's dough. They're dough. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. You're right. I forgot. They used to be called batter nuts. Batter your nuts. You'd love to give them the opportunity. Well, you won't because I've been wearing a box to work for the last six weeks after what happened last time. What happened six weeks and one day ago? I'll wear a box now. Listen, no one's getting in there. Um, it's dough, Catherine. You've embarrassed yourself. That's a shame. I feel sorry for you. I don't really. You deserved it. I'm not sorry. Well, you exactly for Nigel Farage. <laughs> exactly Boris Johnson's press conference the other day. Did you take uh, cocaine? That's a good question. If Bre- when Brexit doesn't happen by October the 31st, we'll leave anyway. Huh? What? What? what are you talking about? Wasn't the question? Exactly. That's what you do. You obfuscate. Oh. Catherine obfuscates for cash around the back of the bus <gasps> stop. <laughs> wow. Now that is an HR matter. Uh, really? Hand relief. It's all going to the tribunal, mate. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it will be. 
Yeah, I will. Yeah, I will. Totally will, though. Yeah. But you, and you said it on air, so I've got a record of yeah, it. Yeah, I said you, you, you offer hand relief around the back of the bus stop. <gasps> you said it again. You batter nuts. Wow. To get some dough. Wow. To make doughnuts. Uh, they don't make them out of that. No, oh God, that would be... Uh, I bet someone does, though. If you can think of it, they someone's tried it. it. This is Talk Radio. Experience the unconventional. Hello. The unpredictable. Don't you think that's a bit weird? And the completely unorthodox. It was my birthday. With rule-free Ian Lee. Uh, I was just trying to generate a bit of content. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Hate alarm clock. Hate going to work. On Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is a telephone number. That conversation is done, Catherine. It's batter. Done. How to make dough I would look like batter? To, I would like to move on, please, because your little foibles are dragging this show down to a playground you can level. Get batter dispensers. Uh, please, that's a threat. That's a threat. She just threatened to dispense battering on me. Um, let's go to George. Good evening, George. Good evening, Ian. Cass. Good evening, George. Yes. What you got for us tonight? Uh, Jonathan. Ross used to do a radio show from Ronnie Scott's uh, club. Oh, yeah. Did you phone it? I, no, I participated in one yeah. with, with uh, Joe Brand and Frankie Howard. She's nice, Joe Brand, isn't she? Um, I really don't know. I, I really didn't didn't get to speak to her. I, I've, I've never found her particularly funny. No, but uh, I did not my cup of tea. But she's been listen. She's been working for God knows how long thirty five years. Do you know doing constant work? Uh, some of the stuff she does I like. Some of the stuff not so keen on. Was the, the, I think I've met her twice. Was absolutely delightful to me and, and very charming when she had no reason to be both times. So um, she's a winner in my books. She, she she had a relationship with an acquaintance of mine, a comedian oh. called Malcolm Hardy. Malcolm Did, Hardy, yeah, I've met Malcolm, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, I understand the film's been made about him. I, I, I wonder if she features in 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 that. And uh, I am wondering. I'm, I'm wondering. <laughs> Would it be possible to get a copy of a tape of a call I did earlier? Would that be possible? What? Uh, probably not. What? What call? I, I, it's, a, I, it's a call about another call. No, I had a call to to James and Ash. Uh, oh, well, you have to speak to them. You have to speak to them about it. Oh. Well, what, come on, man. Look, we're both busy. What, we're not going to... We might possibly, if it was easily findable, find a call that was on our show, but, but we're not going to root around on another radio show. It was just after eight o'clock. OK, we'll speak to them. Or just just get it off of um, the listen again. How could I record that? Well, you, you play it, and then you hold up a tape recorder to it and record it. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. You've got to think these things. You've got to think these things through. It was a classic call. Uh, well, okay, George. When will you accept that almost every call you make to us is about a previous call? Stop it! Stop it! Live in the moment. Tell, tell us something new. Talk about something we haven't spoken about before. Stop talking about calls to other radio shows. Stop talking about calls that you've made to us in the past. Stop talking about a bank of a gazillion wonders. Phone in and talk about something different and something new and about well, well, and be I, in the present moment. 
Well, I, I made a confession, and I'd like to make that confession. No! You've done it on a, another call. <laughs> ah, you're so funny. You really are. You know, no, and you're so annoying, and, you're, and your sarcasm doesn't work. Stop. Where's the sarcasm? There. Stop talking about previous phone calls, and don't bring us material that you used on James's show. You're, you're involved in my story. You're, you're part of my story. Right, but okay, but you said, but don't tell us what you said on James's show. What's the point? Um, well, the point would be to clarify something that I've said to you before and, and, and d drawing attention to, to a conversation. All right, just tell us what you want to say. Let's stop, let's stop, just tell us what you want to say. Because I'm, I'm, I'm losing the, the will to live here. Well, I, I've drawn people's attention to a conversation I had with Mike Dickin in Oh, 19. no, George, no, mate. Come on. Please, what? stop phoning up and talking about previous phone calls you've done. Yeah, but it was a confession. The, 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 I don't care uh, what you said to I don't care. This is now, this is now inception. This is now a call about a call that was about a call. You're supposed to be the late-night alternative. Yeah, I, I am. I, I consider myself to be very alternative. You're doing you, a call about a call that you did, which was about a call. Yes. One uh, more level, uh, and we're in danger of getting stuck in this forever. No, a call that I've drawn attention to and tried to tune people into, and, and it, 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 it is... a. a in all my calls to radio stations... Go, we go, we go, we're going to go back into another one! No, to all we're my... We're in the Venn diagram of your calls now. Uh, I've only lied in one. <laughs> and, and, and that was the conversation that I was drawing attention to. The, and, and I just want... Please tell me what you want to say. Just stop referring to other calls. What do you want to say now? I want to say that on, on, on that call that I've been drawing attention to, I lied. I, I made myself... Oh, so you're be, interesting. ...made myself to be in communication with extraterrestrial intelligences, and, and I wasn't. And, and as I say, that, that is the only time that in, in all those years of making radio calls that I've told a, a lie. Okay. Well, I'm glad you got that off your chest. I hope you feel better now. I do. Brilliant. We done? Yeah. Thank you. Let us go to Sheila. Good evening, Sheila. Hello. Hello, Sheila. Oh, I don't know what to say now after that. Okay. Well, just say, everyone, just say what you want to say. Because I'm now, I'm now con seriously considering getting Paul Ross to come in early because I'm in a foul mood. Oh, no, that'd be nice. I don't mind talking to Paul Ross. What, what, what would you like to say, Sheila? Hello. Um, okay, so I'm a serial offender at the moment. Okay. I buy tickets to lots of things and I don't attend them. Oh. So quite a lot of them have been you and Catherine's events. Oh. Yeah, I buy them, I pay for them, and I don't go. Why, why do you do that? I don't mean to do it. So the only one I've attended was the London one last Christmas. That George was at? Oh, gosh, yeah. that's so weird that you say that, because I was about to hang up when I heard George. <laughs> Me too. So I just, 
but, so why do you think you, why do you think <laughs> you do got, it? Is are you? I've got a phone with him. Okay. Why do you and, think? Hang on. Why do you think you do it? That you buy tickets and don't go? Is it because you're scared? Is it because you forget? Is it because you panic? What is it? Uh, I'm nervous. Yeah. Worried. Yeah. And a bit mental. Yeah, well, those things are <laughs> accurate. Yes. What are you yeah. worried about? <laughs> um, so, like the last show, I was fine coming to the main event, yeah. but then after that, I bought tickets for the game night, and I, I couldn't wait to come to get it. If I'm honest, that's the bit I really wanted to get to. Yeah, the game night was wicked. It was really good fun. We'll do that again this Christmas. Oh, Catherine, I so wanted to come to that. I love games. I'm so competitive. Once, and I just couldn't. I just couldn't do it. And came to the other bit, and that was lovely. And I do it all the time. We had I'm a lot of people that bought tickets for the game bit that didn't didn't turn up for that. I know, but I I, I know you don't you probably don't understand it. But I've also bought tickets to Weird Science. I bought tickets to Bros. Oh no, you didn't come. Okay, Weird Science. If I'm honest, yeah, I didn't come because I wasn't in a good place. Bros, I. Was so wanting to come to, and I actually got the date wrong. I didn't attend oh, that. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's a different thing. But, but I think we have a serial thing now, and, that, and now that next week's coming up, the um, London gig. Yeah, it's it's so stupid, but it's bothering me so much. I'm like, it's I want to go, I want to go, but I don't want to go, I don't want to go. It's not stupid. I think it's quite common. We have a lot. We have a lot. We have several people. I think that buy tickets for our shows and don't turn up. Because of anxiety and so, you know, we have a lot of yeah. nervous fans. Yeah. By People the just feel show. awkward in social situations. It's completely, you know, it's a lot more common than you'd realise. The thing is, sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm like really confident. Yeah. And on the phone, I'm confident. And some social situations, I am. As, l- as long as it's nothing that happened when you actually came to the thing at Christmas no, I to put it. you off. I okay. D- Oh, no, yeah, there was one thing. Oh, uh-oh. But it was my own fault, because I couldn't find the place. We uh. went, to, there was, it was in London, but there's another pub with a similar name, or okay. that comes up on the map. Yeah. That, in All right, so how, what have we got to do to get you to this show, um, whenever the next show is, which is soon, I think? I, know, I think it's next week. It might be, actually, could be right. But, but sooner it's coming, I'm feeling more and more nervous about it. Right, so what can we do to, to get you there? It's making me more and more nervous. I want to come. Right. I had a lovely time. I loved it. It was I've got fun. George, and I've got photos of me and Rainbow George that I've listened to for about, like, 20 years. Or Every call feels like 20 years, at least. <laughs> but I've got a photo with him, and he gave me his card. Of course he did. He wants you to, to write a song for him. I could. No, don't. No, suggest don't you don't. Unless you want to. If you uh, want to, that's fine. No, I won't. But it was... It was I loved it. It was such a lovely night. I loved it. But because I went to the wrong pub, because it's not very clear, I ended up coming in a few minutes after you started, and I was sat right at the back. Yeah. There were no chairs for me. And um, they had to interrupt the whole thing, bringing in chairs for me and my friend. I don't think we noticed... No, I don't know. You didn't at all, but I felt really, really... Yeah, of course. I get that. Well, listen, if you want to come, well, I think it's next, not this Sunday, it's the Sunday after, oh, um, yeah. then come and you'd be very welcome. If you, do, if you don't want to come, then that would be a shame. Okay, but I don't want to waste the tickets. So if I don't come, yeah. can I give them away maybe next 
Tweet Friday or Saturday? Yeah, yeah, and do, do, do it on Twitter. It's easier on Twitter. It's easier on Twitter. Okay. So, uh, if you tweet us, we'll, we'll retweet it. Okay. All right? Yeah, I'll do that. All right, nice. Because I don't nice. want to go Thanks for letting us know, Sheila. Ta-ra, bye-bye. Bye-bye. I get that. We get a lot of people that um, are shy or anxious or, you know, because of the nature of this show. Everybody is welcome. We get, I'll tell you what we do get. We get loads of people coming on their own. Yeah. Loads of people coming on their own. And sometimes those people will turn to the people next to them and have a chat. And sometimes they won't. And that's absolutely, either is absolutely fine. There's no pressure to get involved. The London shows are always a laugh anyway. It's, 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 it's 90, it's about 100 people. It's a nice, tiny little room. You get drinks if you want. Where It's an early show. I think it's 5.45, I think. I don't, I don't know that for sure. But it's an early show. And it's, we're, we're done by 8, you know. And, and then we stick around and have, say hello and have pictures out on the street. And then go, everyone goes home. It's generally a really f- friendly, free and easy vibe. Strong, strong vibe. Yeah. I'll have been uh, a jigsaw competition the morning, that morning. So I'll be in a I'll be in a great mood. Super relaxed. It's going to be jigsawed up, man. Um. Oh, I didn't do any of the stuff that we were going to talk about. All right, go on. What have you got? Uh, all right, here's one. A millionaire reveals he wants realistic, intimate doll identical to ex-wife. Okay, okay, I understand that. Millionaire's ex-wife left him and filed for divorce eight month, 18 months after deciding she no longer loves him. Since the split, the anonymous man can't bear the thought of starting a sexual relationship with another woman, so he decided to get in touch with a luxury marketplace dubbed the Amazon for Millionaires and ask for help. Last week, the strange request was sent to hushhush.com. Hushhush.com, what's mm-hmm. that? That's the Amazon for Millionaires. Hushhush.com. Or this is an elaborate advert who's agreed to help him recreating his ex-wife. What? Hang on a minute. From what? A sex doll. Welcome to Hush Hush, the world's leading luxury marketplace. There's a watch. First thing I see is a watch. Guess how much this watch is. Traditionnel, small model, rose gold watch, Vacheron Constantin. Oh, Are we talking dollars or pounds? Pounds. Uh, eight thousand pounds. Higher. What? Eighteen thousand pounds. Higher. Thirty-eight. Higher. A hundred. Lower. Ninety-two. Sixty-three thousand five hundred pounds for a watch. I mean, you get a better time with that, or for a watch? <laughs> Hang on. So they're going to build a sex doll of his of his ex, which what? I think is. Where is that listed on here? They've got cars, yachts, property, aircraft. This is some website. Aircraft, furniture, home decor, light it, lighting, art, sex bots, jewellery. Ah, sex bots. There we go. Yes, there is a section. You're is absolutely- there? No, there's not. Of course there's not. Maybe it's okay. under lifestyle. I imagine. Oh, 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 right. Yes, mate. This cannot be real. This cannot be real. This is a spoof website. This is a spoof website. So we go to lifestyle, right? Now, how big is it? 100, 100 litres, Mount Everest, bottled oxygen. So it's an oxygen tank uh-huh. with a mask, 100 litres. It's got two prices here. Hang on, it's 100 litres. 100 litres is... Okay, right. 100 litres of... Mount Everest bottled oxygen. You'll never get. You will never guess how much this is. Four hundred and two thousand dollars. Four hundred and two 
thousand dollars, right? There's a Rubik's cube, the masterpiece cube, Rubik's cube. Let's see if we can get a description of this. You can buy an ordinary. Come in, Paul. You're like this, Paul. You ever shopped on Hush Hush? You can buy an ordinary Rubik's cube for about three dollars online. Can I get a sex spot of my first two wives? No, no. <laughs> giant size. The best bit of anything. Um, uh, this this uh, Rubik's cube has 185 carats of expensive stones like emeralds, amethysts, r rubies. Right? Guess how much this is. I love Cass' question to you: dollars or pounds? This but someone should be so specific. This is pounds. Uh, okay, I would say that would be. Twenty-nine thousand five hundred pounds. Catherine, it's higher than that. My God, for like this, this bejeweled Rubik's cube. Yeah, it's a Rubik's cube. Uh, Nine hundred thousand. It's just shy of two point one million pounds. Oh my God, am I hearing things? Or is there a train going this, by? This, oh, hang on a minute. This is there was a train going. Sorry, yeah, I do apologise. <laughs> Look at that. This is tomorrow's show, is Hush Hush. We'll do this tomorrow. Oh, that's incredible. There was a train. Sorry, Paul. That's no, this was me. fantastic because it was that kind of... <laughs> <laughs> we, we had a little bit of brief encounter earlier on. We're doing that tomorrow. We're looking at Hush Hush. We'll finish that story tomorrow, OK? Yeah, Keep okay. that. Paul, we're 58.15. We're, uh, what have you got on tonight's show? Uh, we're being more serious tonight. We're off to Hong Kong for the very latest from there. We're speaking to a former Republican congressman about the increasing tensions in Iran. Of course, we're covering all the latest British political news. But on a lighter note, we are talking the Black Death, bubonic plague. <laughs> Something when that's the, yeah, that's the that's uh, finally story. Well, because, um, as I think we all know, in the 13th century, the Black Death claimed probably 40% of all human beings in Europe. Mm. Okay, four out of ten. Uh, we now know it turned up actually in this country in the 6th century, equally devastating. So we've got the academic behind that. He's been digging up stiffs from Cambridgeshire graveyards and sending to, to Germany for analysis. Talking about stiffs after one. Talk radio.